rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, guys, I figured I'd start now because the debate is going to start at 8 p.m. My name is Tara Devlin. We meet usually every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the RGT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we're rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. But tonight, as promised, I said we were going to get together and hopefully do a, a watch party. And that's what we're going to do. So we'll see who shows up. And if I can keep my mouth shut long enough, it won't be much fun if it's just me. Because I plan on listening to the debate, maybe jumping in here and there. But if you're a regular listener on the podcast, where that's what's going to happen. We'll, uh, you'll probably just be listening to the debate. I'll, I'll, uh, I don't know. I've, I've never done this before, so we'll, we'll play it by ear. I do hope I can keep my mouth shut. That's all I can say. But I might not be able to control myself when somebody like Pete Buttigieg annoys me or somebody. So, because I'm not a big Pete Buttigieg fan. I don't like anybody who eats off a onyx table. I have a, I have a personal, a, I don't know, a personal bias, I guess. That word bias, even that word bias has been ruined in the age of Trump. Everything's bias. So much, so, so much bias. Such victims here. Yes, well, you know what? We're not victims. We're, we need to get off our asses and fight these effing oligarchs. And we're not going to do it with people who eat off onyx tables in secret. I guess eating off an onyx table, I would eat off an onyx table, like maybe for fun. But I wouldn't be doing it with, in secret meetings with billionaires and neglecting to dis- disclose my donors while I'm disclosing my donors. I'll just leave a few off the list, right? That's what Pete Buttigieg did. He's, he's, he's a problem to me. He's one of the problems. Many, I got a lot of problems. That's one of them. <laughs> I got 99 problems, and that bitch is one of them. So, all right, we got, what time have we got here? It's almost time for the debate. Oh, thank you. I, I'm looking at the chat. We got Haiku is in the chat room, and Jim already with the super chats thank you so much if you guys are anywhere watching me on twitter if there is a twitter feed i doubt it because i'm i'm kicked off twitter temporarily i have no idea why what's going on um that's a whole other story um please come over to the youtube channel and hang out with us because that's where i will be chatting with people i can only look at so many chats at once so if you're at Facebook, come over to YouTube. Fuck Facebook. All right. Well, let me t- test this out here. Let's go. Where is it? Here we go. Uh, there. We're going to be watching the PBS so, feed. We'll decide what matters most. And tonight, our moderators from PBS News. You can hear that, Lidico right, guys? We'll be asking the questions. Thank you for joining us during this preview of our debate. We'll be back during the three big oh, breaks okay. happening during They're the taking debate. taking a break. Join us for the post-debate program where we'll analyze all the moments. The PBS NewsHour Politico debate starts now. Oh, it's starting. What am I doing? Funding for this special program has been provided by... I want my kids to know they come from people who were brave and took risks, big risks. 
like my father. History. My father was an anchor baby. This is an Ancestry.com commercial for those on the podcast. My father was an anchor baby for Ireland. Good evening and welcome okay, here we to go. the PBS NewsHour Politico-Democratic presidential debate from Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles, California. I'm Judy Woodruff. And I am joined tonight, thank you, I'm joined tonight by my fellow moderators, Politico Chief Political Correspondent Tim Alberta, PBS NewsHour Senior National Feel free to Correspondent Amna Nawaz, <laughs> and PBS NewsHour White House Correspondent Yamish Alcindor. And now, please greet tonight's candidates. They are businessman Andrew Yang. Eh, meh, meh. South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Boo! <laughs> Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren. All right, okay. Polite applause. Former Vice President Joe Biden. Silence. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. Bernie, 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 Bernie. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar. Mm, God help me. And businessman Tom Steyer. Businessman. Come on. Fun terrorbuster. And we will be right back to begin the debate. What? That was quick. Look what's happening to the American workers. They're being stifled. It has to end. Yeah, well, that's, why did you vote for the bankruptcy? Oh, okay, now shut up. <laughs> they want what it takes to be part of America's middle class. Everybody deserves a living wage in this country. The proposals I'm putting forward would make me the most progressive president Shut the in my fuck life. up. The people are tired of the extremes in our politics. Oh, shut they up, you too, honey. We have a broken government in Washington, D.C. What we need is a new voice and a new set of solutions. Okay, whatever. This is the PBS NewsHour Politico Democratic this Debate. This windows you can't now, see. That's why when I'm Los clicking. Angeles, Judy Woodruff. Welcome back. A quick reminder of the rules for this debate. Each candidate has one minute and 15 seconds to answer direct Where's questions Where's my cats? From the I need my emotional support and cats. And 45 seconds to answer rebuttal and follow-up questions. Tonight's podium order on the stage was determined by an average of recent polls. And let's begin. To the candidates. Last night at this hour, the House of Representatives voted for only the third time in American history to impeach a president. Every one of you was in favor of this action. But unlike 1974 and President Nixon, congressional Democrats have so far not convinced a strong majority of Americans oh to support impeachment of President Trump. Why do you think that is? And what can you say or do differently in the coming weeks to persuade more Americans that this is the right thing to do. I want to ask all of you to respond, but to begin with Vice President Biden. Well, you know, Judy, uh, mm -hmm. it was a constitutional necessity for the House to act as it did. And, uh, you know, uh, Trump's response to suggest that only half of the American people want to see him thrown out of office now, I find is dumbing down the presidency beyond what I even thought he would do. You know, uh, is any wonder that if you look at the international polling that's been done, 
that the Chinese leader is rated above American, the American president, or that Vladimir Putin Chinese congratulated leader. him, it's saying stay fast, and in fact, it was a mistake to impeach him. You know, uh, we need to restore the integrity of the presidency, of the office of the presidency. And it's about time we get that underway. My job, and I think the job of all of us up here, oh is to, in fact, well, that's not true. Some are going to be actually voting in the Senate. But my job is to just go out and make the case why he doesn't deserve to be president of the United States yeah, we know. for another four years. Senator Sanders, why do you think more people are not in support of impeachment, and what else can you do? Well, Judy, uh, what I would say is that uh, we have a president who is a pathological liar. We have a president who is running the most corrupt administration in the modern history of this country. And we have a president who is a fraud, because during his campaign, he told working people one thing, and he ended up doing something else. I believe, and I will personally be doing this in the coming weeks and months, is making the case that we have a president who has sold out the working families of this country, who wants to cut Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid after he promised he would not do that, and who has documentedly lied thousands of times since he is president. And the case to be made is, yeah, certainly I disagree with Trump on virtually all of his policies. But what conservatives, I think, understand is that we cannot have a president with that temperament who is dishonoring the presidency of the United States. Senator Warren, why do you think- That's right, Bernie. Why do you think more Americans don't agree that this is the right thing to do and what more can you say? So I see this as a constitutional moment. Uh, last night, the president was impeached and everyone now in the Senate has taken a constitutional oath to uphold our Constitution, and that doesn't mean loyalty to an individual. It doesn't mean loyalty to a political party. It means loyalty to our country. And that vote will play out over the You're next welcome, several Patricia. weeks. But the way I see this is we've now seen the impact of corruption. And that's what's clearly on the stage in 2020, is how we are going to run against the most corrupt president in living history. You know, this president has made corruption originally his argument that he would drain the swamp. And yet he came to Washington, broke that promise, and has done everything he can for the wealthy it was and a the scam. connected From tax breaks to ambassadorships. We have to prosecute the case against him, and that means we need a candidate for president who can draw the sharpest distinction between the corruption of the Trump administration and a Democrat who is willing to get out and fight, not for the wealthy and well-connected, but to fight for everyone else. That's why I'm in this race. Senator Klobuchar. Oh, boy. Senator Klobuchar, oh, what argument can you make to persuade Klobuchar. more Americans this is the right thing? Let me make the case to the American people. As a wise judge said, oh, the boy. president is not king in America. A the wise law judge. is king. And what James Madison once said when he was uh, Pursued speaking by out at the Constitutional Convention, and by the way, I think he's a pretty good size for a president. He was five foot four. Oh, shut up. And what he said, he said the reason that we have these impeachment 
uh, articles in the Constitution, that the provisions are in there, is because he feared that a president would betray the trust of the American people for a foreign power. That is what happened Why here. Why is she still on the Watergate, stage? Watergate, this is a global Watergate. In the case of Watergate, a paranoid president facing election looked for dirt on a political opponent. He did it by getting people to break in. This president did it by calling a foreign leader to look for dirt on a political opponent. And I would to make look this for dirt, he was digging up dirt. Trial in the Senate. That the, the appearance claims, of dirt. Uh, that he is so innocent, then why doesn't he have all the president's men testify? Richard Nixon had his top people testify. We should be hearing from Mulvaney, who is the one under oath. Witnesses have said that Mulvaney is the mm, one I guess that said, so. okay, we're going to withhold this aid to a fledgling democracy to get dirt on a political opponent. We should hear from Bolton, who told his own staff to go see a lawyer That's after right. they met with the president. Haiku. She's that there so the, the mainstream media can president complain Trump Dems are in disarray. He should not be impeached. He should be not scared to yes, put forward. At least we got rid of Tulsi. Mayor Buttigieg. Mayor Buttigieg, Ugh, what this one. additional argument can you make to the American people? At the end of the day, this is beyond public opinion. This is beyond polls. This is beyond politics. The president left the House with no choice. And I think a lot of us are watching this process, watching Washington go through the motions and not expecting much Does he but a really talk like this? when it gets to the Senate. But we cannot give in to that sense of helplessness because that's what they want. They want us to be taken in by that cynicism to where we give up on the process altogether. Meanwhile, their allies I are laughing what he sounds all like when he's hanging back. out with his As we see policies husband. that let giant corporations, some of which made billions in profits, pay not just zero, but as we've recently learned, negative taxes. All while they block policies that would actually boost where wages are my kitties? for I know. working Americans. They're abandoned me. But here's the good news. It's up to us. No matter oh, shut what up. Here, Senate, real solutions. Here we go with the this with the platitudes. To yeah, bitch. To be this is our chance. That's why we don't need somebody who's sipping nine hundred dollar bottles of Cabernet. That is what this presidential in back rooms about. with billionaires. It is what my campaign is about. Our opportunity. I can't even say that word. Savorsky's crystals. To change the course of this nation for the better. I don't, you don't have, what Bernie's more? not in no Savorsky crystal backroom fundraiser. I'm sorry, Mr. Steyer. I'm sorry. Well, let me remind everyone that Chandelier I'm the boy for real, the need Liz. to impeach movement over two years ago. Because yeah, I, there's more, there's wet, better ways for him to spend his money. Like, hello, American become a patron over eight and a half million of Tara Buster. That petition and dragged Washington into the idea that actually the most corrupt president in American history, it's a, not a question of political expediency, it's not a question of political tactics, it's a question of right and wrong. So okay, now when whatever. we look what's going on, I actually agree with Senator Klobuchar. The question here is, if we want the American people to understand what's going on, we need to have the administration officials testify on TV so we can judge. The court that counts here is the court of public opinion. The American people deserve to see the truth of these administration officials testifying under oath so we can make up our mind. If we want Republican senators to do the right thing, we you need haven't made up your mind about to see the truth on TV. The criminal in the White House already. Get rid of this guy or we'll get rid of you. 
That's what I believe in. I'm a believer in the grassroots as an outsider, getting the American people's voice to count. That's who I trust, and that's who I trust now. Mr. Yang. It's clear why Americans can't agree on impeachment. We're getting our news from different sources, and it's making it hard for us even to agree on basic facts. Congressional approval rating, last I checked, was something like 17%, and Americans don't trust the media networks to tell them the truth. Well, we the have Bill Clinton to thank for that, and Reagan. Place. If you turn on cable network news today, you would think he's our president because of some combination of Russia, racism, Facebook, Hillary Clinton, and emails all mixed together. Yeah. But Americans around the country know different. We blasted away 4 million manufacturing jobs that were primarily based in Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Missouri. I just left Iowa. We blasted 40,000 manufacturing jobs there. The more we act like Donald Trump is the cause of all what of our problems, about the more Americans jobs? lose trust that we can actually see what's going on in our communities and solve those problems. What we have to do is we have to stop being obsessed over impeachment, which unfortunately strikes many Americans like a ball game where you know what the score is going to be, and start actually <gasps> He's a digging in and you have the to impeach him. that God Donald Trump elected in the first place. We have to take every opportunity to present a new positive vision for the country, a new way forward to help beat him in 2020, because make no mistake, he'll be there at the ballot box for us to defeat. Thank what? you, Mr. Yang. You have to impeach him. He committed a crime. Let's turn now well, to an one issue of many. that is on the minds of all Americans, and that is the economy. Oh, Senator Sanders, today the House of Representatives voted for a new bipartisan trade agreement among the United States, Canada, and Mexico. It was supported by union-friendly leaders like Speaker Nancy Pelosi and big labor groups like the AFL-CIO. They say it is going to be a big job creator. Senator, my question is, will you support this deal? And if not, why not? Um, Judy, you're talking to somebody who, unlike some of my colleagues mm -hmm. here, that's right, voted against NAFTA, voted against PNCR with China, two agreements that cost us over 4 million decent paying jobs. Now, I don't agree with the, your statement that people think this is going to be a great job creator. This is a modest improvement over what we have right now. Uh, it would allow, hopefully, Mexican workers to organize into unions, uh, independent unions, and be able to negotiate decent contracts. But at the end of the day, in my view, it is not going to stop outsourcing. It mm -hmm. is not going to stop corporations from of moving to Mexico where manufacturing workers make less than $2 an hour. Of course, what it would. why would it? What we need is a trade policy that government stands runs up for, for workers, the 1%. stands up for farmers. And by the way, the word climate change, to the best of my knowledge, is not discussed in this new NAFTA agreement at all, which is an outrage. So, no, I will not be voting for this agreement, although it makes some modest improvements. Senator Klobuchar, Bernie. Uh, different view. Um, I'll go with my Francis. friend Sherrod Brown. Uh, who has voted against every trade hey, agreement that's come in front of him, and he's voting for this, he and I am too. Oh, sure. And of the reason you are. I am voting for it is that I believe Hi, uh, that we have a come change in. with this come agreement. 
Um, I would not have voted for the agreement that President Trump put forward, but we've got better labor standards, better environmental right, standards, ahead. and a better deal when it comes to the pharmaceutical provision, which I also oppose. 95% um, of our customers are outside of our exactly. borders. Exactly, high five guy. Why sure is anyone giving him a deal? Because if we can encourage work made in America, every time you hold something in your hand that says made in America, it is the ingenuity of our workers. It is Shut the up of with a this it palaver. It is the of our workers, and it is the hopes and dreams of the American people. Yeah, really? I think this agreement, while Senator Sanders is correct, there are some issues with it, is much better than the one originally proposed. And for those farmers in the Midwest, and for those people that have been hurt uh, by the fact that we will not have a trade segment with Mexico and with Canada and the United States, I think that this is a much better deal. Right, we yeah. can pull some of your, I see some other hands up. Hell? I want to move to the next question and you can Cats bring in, I think, your points with trouble. this. But this one I'm going to initially address to Vice President Biden, and that is the overall U.S. economy right now looks strong. The unemployment rate is at historic lows. Uh, unemployment okay. among African-Americans is down. The markets are booming. One-third can't retire. Uh, while not growing as much as many 70 percent like, of the American people can't handle well a $400 emergency. A Biden era. My question to you, Mr. 85 Vice million Americans have no health care. Um, how is this, this a great? Tonight? It's so great. They may not like everything President Trump does. Unfucking believable. Really like this this frame is the frame of surfs. Well, I don't surfs. think you really do like the economy. Go back and talk to the old neighbors and the middle class neighborhoods you grew up in. The middle class is getting killed. The middle class is getting crushed. First thing he's the ever said. The class has no way up. It's a consequence. That I agree with. You have. For example, farmers in the Midwest, 40% of them could pay, couldn't pay their bills. Yeah, good. Year. I'm glad he's bringing this up. If they received a bill exactly. Life expectancy is down. Sell something. Death by despair is up. The middle class is not is behind the eight ball. We have to make sure that they have an even shot. We have to eliminate a significant number of these god-awful tax cuts that were given to the very wealthy. That's right. We have to invest in education. The, we have to the invest in rich are doing in, fabulous. Health care. We have to invest in those things that make a difference in the lives of middle-class people so they can maintain their standard of living. That's not being done. And the idea that we're growing, we're not growing. The wealthy, very wealthy are growing. That's right. Ordinary people are I'm not glad he's growing. saying They're this. not happy with where they are. And that's why we must change this presidency now. Mayor Buttigieg, is that your, is that your assessment? Yes, where yes, I well, live, when folks they aren't measuring the had, economy uh, by how the Dow Jones You can't get a $900 Cabernet anywhere anymore. Doing. When you're doing the bills at the end of the month at your kitchen table. Your kitchen you table that that's your made of onyx. It's not nearly going as fast as the cost of health. And how's this economy your... is not working for most of us. For the middle class and for most of us, it's working well for you, hon. And not poor in politics, but we've got to talk about poverty in this country. Oh there boy. is not one county in the United States of America where someone working full time at the minimum wage can afford a two bedroom apartment. Is that in what you talked about in the wine caves of the, the Napa Valley? Is simple. With your with your chandelier and Sobosky crystals. Some mysterious cosmic force. It's the result of bad policy. They were talking about the poverty. And we've got to change it by poverty. raising wages and empowering workers. Oh my yes, God! Who is wooing yes, him? GDP and corporate profits oh, no. are at record highs in America today. Also this guy, get this guy out of here too. Honestly, enough is enough with this shit. Debt. 
even suicides and drug overdoses. It has gotten so bad that our life expectancy as a country has declined for the last three years because suicides and drug overdoses have overtaken vehicle deaths for the first time in American history. The fact is, this well, unemployment the rate Republican and GDP way. have very little relationship with people's lived experience on the ground. They want you to if meet Jesus. If you're a college graduate, you have a 40% chance of doing a job that doesn't require a college degree. That doesn't show up in the headline unemployment rate, nor does all of the families that are working two or three jobs to get by. Senator Warren, you have your hand up. I do. And I have a question for you. <laughs> well, I, I want to ask Go ahead. this question. Really? Because here's the problem. What kind of I'm shit is this? To stand on a stage with Democrats who understand that a rising GDP, rising corporate profits is not being felt by millions of families across exactly. this country. I'm proud to stand on a stage with people who see that America's middle class is being hollowed out and that working families and poor people are being left behind. What we need to talk about, though, is why that has happened. Yes. And the answer is we've got a government that works great for those with money and doesn't yes. work for much of anyone else. That's why we it works. We have a government that That's works great for works. giant drug companies, just not for someone Where trying to fill a prescription. Works great for people who want to make money at private prisons and private detention centers at our border just not for the people whose lives are torn apart. Works great for giant oil companies that want to drill everywhere, but not for the rest of us who see climate change bearing down upon us. And when you see a government that works great for the wealthy and the well-connected and for no one else, that is corruption, pure and simple, and we need to call it out for what it is. Yes. I want and they sh she should, someone should, bring up the fact that it was the exact I want, opposite I want 30 Canada years ago. What a brief response, and then I have another question. Look, here's the response. Trump goes around saying the economy is doing great. You know what? Real inflation accounted for wages went up last year. 1.1%. That ain't great. Tonight, while three people own more wealth than the bottom half That's of America... Right. 500,000 Americans, including 30,000 veterans, are sleeping out on the streets. Today in America, we have the highest rate of childhood poverty of almost any major country on earth. More income and wealth inequality since, than since the 1920s. We need an economy that works for working families, not just the 1%. That is what our campaign is about. Yes. Senator Warren, I have a question for you. Every candidate on the stage has proposed tax increases on the wealthy, but you have especially ambitious plans that, apart from health care, would hike taxes an additional $8 trillion over the decade, the biggest tax increase in, since World War II. How do you answer top economists who say taxes of this magnitude would stifle growth and investment? Oh, they're just wrong. Mm. Good. Of course it, it's growth and investment. My Let's ass. start with a wealth tax. The idea of a two-cent tax on the great fortunes in this country, $50 million and above. For two cents, what can we do? We can invest in the rest of America. We can provide universal child care, early childhood education, for every baby in this country age zero to five. 
universal pre-K for every three-year-old form of fetuses all raise the wages of every child care worker and preschool teacher we can do even more for our public schools for college graduates we can cancel student loan debt but think about the economic impact of that you'll leave two cents with the billionaires they're not eating more pizzas right. they're not buying more cars we invest that two percent in early childhood education and child care that means those babies get top-notch care. It means their mamas can finish their education. It means their mamas and their daddies can take on real jobs, harder jobs, longer hours. And we can increase productivity in this country, and we can start building this economy from the ground up. That's how we build it in small towns. That's how we build it in rural America, and that's how we build it in urban America, an economy that works brief not answers. from Wall Street, but that works from Main brief Street. Brief responses from Mr. Oh, Scott. Shut up, Mr. brief Peter. responses. So, this is why this is such bullshit. But I agree with Senator oh my Warren. God. Much of what she says, I've been for a wealth tax for over a year. I'm in favor of undoing all the tax breaks for rich people and big corporations that this administration has put through. And in addition... I've talked about equilibrating the taxes on passive investment income, which would allow us to cut taxes for 95% of Americans by 10%. But there's something else going on here that I think is really important, and that's this. We know Mr. Trump's going to run on the economy. I built a business over 30 years from scratch. We're going to have to take him on on the economy in terms of growth as well as economic justice. We're going to have to be able to talk about growth, prosperity across the board for everyone in America. My oh, experience building a business, understanding how to Wait. make that happen means I can go toe to toe with Mr. Trump and take him down on the economy and expose him as a fraud and a failure. And I think that's different from the other people on this stage. I think we need a different unconventional way of attacking a different unconventional president who actually went after the mayor. best prepared candidate in American history and beater. Mayor Buttigieg. We're also being, right now, uh -oh. I think we're being offered a false choice. Oh, Jesus Christ, with his false choice. Extreme, Shut the fuck up. What's so extreme yes, about undoing the extreme? Ideas. And yes, taxes on wealthy individuals and on corporations oh my God. are going to have to go up. We can also be smart about the promises we're making. Make sure they're promises that we can keep without the kind of taxation oh, that economists Christ. tell us could hurt the economy. I know. I hate it's his why, voice, example, too, Terry Taylor. We make college free he, for 80% of Americans. just it grates on me. Free, it's the phoniness. The if you're in that top 10%, how about you pay your own tuition and we save those Shut the fuck up, Republican, you Republican freak. Big difference. Get him, Bernie. Get him, Bernie. Housing, health. Pay your, how about you tell them to pay their own Social Security, too? And that's how you dismantle the social safety net. Dollars it adds to the budget, or the boldness of an idea by how many fellow Americans it can antagonize. You asshole! How about everybody in, nobody out? Is the patriotic imperative that we need? Oh my God! Where's the volume? Oh fucking Jesus Christ! Oh, let's lower that. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, this is there. Back at the break in this debate. The first Where three is breaks. Is Boom, I'll just lower that. Oh, my God. He, Pete Buttigieg, is a Republican. When you fight with 
when you argue with Republican talking points, then you're a Republican. Get the fuck out of this Democratic Party. Stop. We don't. They need him more than we need him. They need somebody like him. They used to be something called liberal Republicans. In fact, when FDR was, as you know, FDR was a Democrat. One of his heroes was the was his uncle, Republican Teddy Roosevelt, and he said to his uncle, uh, he broke when he broke the news to him that he was going, he was running for office, but he was going to do it as a Democrat. Teddy Roosevelt said to him, "That's that's that doesn't matter. I as long as you are a liberal, that's what he said." I know that you will be a liberal Democrat. So there was something called liberal Republicans. And Teddy Roosevelt was one of them, the great trust buster. Teddy Roosevelt today would not be a Republican. We know that. He wouldn't be anywhere near this filthy fascist, greed-centered Putin puppet party that enables a criminal, a con man, a grifter, to... Get away with his crimes. I can't even, I, I cannot believe the arguments that the Republicans put forward on to defend this, they, the criminal. They know what he did. They understand that he's a criminal. They're, it's not that they don't get it. Comparing him to Jesus, saying Jesus had a fairer trial. Pontius Pilate gave him uh, in in his sham trial, gave him a fairer trial than than this fucker, than Twitler, because that's the Republican way. The professional victims that we have to endure consistently, and this is why I keep saying, get the fuck out of this country, secede already. Take your take your victim, your 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 king baby victim with you. Are they starting again already? Yes, oh Many boy. scientists say that even if the U.S. reduced its carbon footprint to zero by the year 2050, the damage will have been done. Oh, well, why the try then? Made certain places in the Look US at Tara Jr., everyone. So knowing this, would you support <laughs> a new federal program to subsidize the relocation of American families Isn't that and nice? away from places like Miami or Just look at Tara Jr., everyone, when you're feeling Iowa, anxious. Because we know these places are going to be hit time and time again. Well, I don't, I very much hope we're not going to have to relocate entire cities. <laughs> uh, but we will probably have to relocate some individual hey. residents. And the problem right now is that this climate change is an existential This is a king crisis. baby right here. And you are seeing it here in California with the fires uh, that see. you just had. Uh, you saw my it in majority report was mentioned with paradise um, and the most moving video was from that, that mouse pad was a signed by Sam Cedar of that dad driving his little girl through the lap oh here we go with the obligatory anecdote to calm her down we cannot wait to act uh, there's an Ojibwe saying that great leaders make decisions uh, not for this generation, oh, crank it up? seven generations from now. This president doesn't keep his decisions for seven minutes. So what I think we need to do is that high? get back into the international as high as it climate goes change agreement. I will do that on day one. On day two, bring back the 
uh, clean power rules on day three, the gas mileage standards. I see the governor of California, who's been working so hard to get those done, defied every step of the way by the Trump administration, and then introduced like sweeping so legislation to put a price on carbon and build a fridge to the next century. Thank you, Senator Which Klobuchar. means we must upgrade our buildings and our on. building standards. Thank you, Senator Klobuchar. Mr. Steyer. Would you support such a new federal program, again, to help subsidize the relocation of these families? Look, I am hoping that we, in fact, will do what I'm suggesting, which is declare a state of emergency on day one of my presidency. I have made this. I believe I'm the only person here who will say unequivocally this is my number one priority. I know that we have to deal with this crisis. I know that we have to deal with it from the standpoint of environmental justice. I've been working on this for more than a decade. I've taken on oil companies and beaten them on environmental laws. I've pushed clean energy across this country. I've prevented pipelines, and I've prevented fossil fuel plants. But what I know is this. Not only can we clean up the air and water in the black and brown communities where our pollution is concentrated, this is also the opportunity to create literally millions of middle-class union jobs well-paid across the United States of America. Our biggest crisis is our biggest opportunity. And if we don't declare a state of emergency on day one, I don't understand how we go to the people around the world to lead the coalition that <laughs> right. has to Why isn't he blinking? only America can lead. Look, this is a generational oh, question. I have a lot of respect for the people on this stage. I know everybody is worried about this. But for instance, I would call on Mayor Buttigieg to prioritize this higher because the people in his generation understand that this Ew. is a crisis that we have to go on Get the camera right now, off him. <laughs> but it's Thank also you, the greatest opportunity to rebuild and reinvent America. Thank you, Mr. Steyer. Mr. Buttigieg, 45 seconds to respond. To Because he, well, he said his name? This will be a topic of day one action, and this is not theoretical for me. I live in one of those river cities that you're talking about. Not only that, I live right by the river. Oh, who My cares? In the second of two once-in-a-millennium floods that we had in two years. Do the math on that. Well, I know what's oh, at Jesus stake. Christ. And it's why I insist that we act with a carbon tax and dividend, with massive increases in renewable research uh, on renewable energy, energy storage, and carbon storage. But bigger than that, we have to summon the energies of the entire country to deal with this. I've seen politicians in Washington saying the right thing. Shut up. What do you think you are? As long as I've been alive. All these plans we have to get carbon. Yeah, why, can, why bother most or all when there's have. a $900 bottle of Cabernet to be swigged and swindled? That is why I want to make sure that our vision for climate includes people from the auto worker down the block from me in South Bend to a farmer a few minutes away so that they understand oh, that we are asking these goddamn anecdotes. Thank you, Mr. Not Mayor. Beating them over the head Thank and you, Mr. Mayor. We'd like to problem. switch gears slightly. Yeah, Vice bitch. Biden, they are part of the problem. Three consecutive American presidents have enjoyed stints of explosive economic growth due to a boom in oil and natural gas production. As president, would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth, even knowing potentially <laughs> that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue-collar workers in the interest what are you talking about? We transition. The answer is yes. The answer is yes, because the opportunity, the opportunity for those workers to transition to high-paying jobs, Tom said, is real. We're the only country... Well, they want to die in a coal great, mine great like their grandpappies and granddaddy and pappy. I've met with the union leaders. For example, we should, in fact, be it's making... It's their God-given right, right now to have black lung disease. ...is energy contained. 
that it doesn't leak energy, that in fact, we, we should be providing tax credits for people to be able to make their homes turn to solar power. We're, there's all kinds of folks out here, right here in California. We're now on the verge of having batteries that are about the size of the top of this podium that you can store the size of corn when pop in fact the wind blade. isn't blowing and, and the sun isn't shining. <laughs> we have enormous Look opportunities. For example, you talk about would we relocate people who, in fact, were in a position where they lost their home? We have to not rebuild the standard that existed before when we talk about women come in and help people. We have to rebuild the standard that exists today. For example, we shouldn't build another new highway in America that doesn't have charging stations on it. We have an opportunity to put 550,000 charging stations so that we own the electrical vehicle market, creating millions of jobs for people installing If you get them, upset, you well can just look at Tara Jr. Sure we own Tara Jr. The Jr. vehicle market. There's so many things we can do, and we have to make sure we explain it to <laughs> right, those baby. people who are displaced that their right. skills are going to be needed for the new opportunities. <laughs> Thank you, Vice President okay. Biden. Thank Senator you. Sanders. Tim, in all due respect, your question misses the mark. It is not an issue of relocating people in towns. The issue now is whether we save the so planet cute. for our children and our grandchildren. The issue, as you should know, what the scientists are telling us is they have underestimated the threat and severity of climate change. That's right. You're talking it's about an opportunity, the Paris too. That's fine. Ain't enough. We have got to, and I've introduced legislation to do this, declare a national emergency. Mm -hmm. The United States has got to lead the world. And maybe, that's just right. maybe, instead of spending $1.8 a year globally on weapons of destruction, maybe an American president, i.e. Bernie Sanders, can lead the world Instead of spending money to kill each other, maybe we pool our resources and fight our common enemy, you, which Sanders. is climate change. Thank you, Senator Sanders. <laughs> yes. Senator, Tara Jr. Senator Jr. Warren, is our emotional support to you, Senator animal. Warren. Many of our Western allies rely During heavily the on nuclear energy because it's efficient, affordable, and virtually carbon-free. Except many when it blows experts up. believe that it's impossible to realize your goal of net zero emissions by the year 2050 without oh, why bother? nuclear energy. Why even so try? So can we have it both ways on this issue? So I see it right now is we've got to get the carbon. We've got to stop putting more carbon into the air. We've got to get the carbon out of the air and out of the water. And Thank you, Tamara, or Tamara, I'm not sure how you pronounce place. your name. You could tell me that one day. Nuclear. I want to put the energy, Tamara. literally, and the money and the resources behind clean energy. I am also excited to be doing this. By tenfold. What we've put we got to do science, it more often. What we put into research and development. We need to do what we do best, and that is Sorry to interrupt, our Elizabeth. way out of this problem and be a world leader. But understand, the biggest climate problem we face is the politicians in Washington who keep saying the right thing, but continue to take money from the oil industry, continue to bow down to the lobbyists, to the lawyers, to the think tanks, to the bought and paid for experts. America understands that well, we've got to make change maybe. and we're running out of time. That climate change threatens every living thing on this planet. But getting Congress to act you know, they just don't want to hear it. And if we don't attack the corruption first, if we don't attack the corruption head on, then we're not going to be able to make the changes we need to make 
on climate, on gun safety, on drug pricing, on all of the big problems that face us. Thank you. We need a Washington that doesn't just work for the rich and the powerful. We need one that works for our families. Thank you, Senator. Senator Klobuchar, and then I'd like to bring in Senator Yang and Mr. Steyer yeah. for follow-up. Well, I, I wanted to add to what uh -oh. Elizabeth said. So Here comes the, the middle, tackle this middle of the road. Is by winning big in this election. And the way we take on climate change in a big way is by, yes, is by sucking about what's corporate ass in Macy's window. Also talking about what's happening in the Midwest, where I'm from. It's not flyover you and country. Your fuck to me. you. Shut up. There. And what we are seeing there is who the fuck is uh, who? We're seeing an increase, 50% increase in homes. Calling it flyover country. Over the You're last the ones. And when your insecurity. We, changes, we have to make clear to people. Well, you're talking we about the coastal elites. Carbon, that that money is going to come back to those areas uh, where people are going to be hurt, uh, where jobs are going to change, Shut and up. to make them whole with their <laughs> energy bills. When you make the case like that, you bring in the Midwestern. Yeah, folks. that's you what we have to big. do. And appeal to Republicans. To is by putting someone at the top of the ticket who's from the Midwest. Shut the fuck up, bitch. I mean, get away. Get, get out of my face. Klobuchar. First, we should obviously be paying to relocate Americans away from places that are hit by climate change. We're already doing it. We relocated a town in Louisiana that became uninhabitable because the sea levels rose. And we know that town is not alone. That's playing Always out in coastal Louisiana. areas around the country. The question is, do you leave that town on its own to fend for itself? Or do you come together as a country and say, we need to protect our people from climate change? Part of my plan is literally called move people to higher yeah, ground. Yeah, she's not funny. Because that's Tamara. what we need to do. No way. And that's literal she's and like, figurative. Here in California, so it's irritating with her stupid anecdotes. On nuclear power, I agree with the research. We need to have everything on the table in a crisis situation, which this is. Other countries have had success with nuclear power, and the next generation thorium reactors have a wealth of potential. Thorium is not radioactive the way uranium is. It doesn't last as long, and you can't make a weapon out of it. We're, if we're going to innovate our way out of this, as Thank you, Elizabeth Yang. is saying, then we have to have nuclear on the table. Thank you, Mr. Yang. The last, the last word on climate to you, Mr. Steyer. Look, the, the, the point about nuclear power is it's not at a stage in the United States where it's competitive on price. It has a lot of risks to it in terms of disasters, and we have no ability to store the toxins that come out of it and last 100,000 years. We actually have the technology yes, that we cool. need. Leave your ideas and your and peanut butter and banana batteries. sandwich with us. They're so good, fact, but recess isn't over do, yet. We can do. <laughs> We've got to stop taking a look at this as something that we can't do because we can do this. And we Haiku can do it in a way chat. that creates, rebuilds this country on an accelerated basis, creates millions of union jobs, and we come at it from the standpoint of environmental justice. This is our greatest opportunity to reinvent this country, Thank to you. actually take on the biggest challenge in history and succeed together. You want to pull the country together with all this partisanship? Let's take on the biggest challenge in history and succeed together as a nation. That's what pulls people Thank together. Thank you, Mr. Steyer. Amna. Thanks, Ken. Vice President Biden, yes. you've been reassuring voters that things will return to normal once President Trump leaves office, that Republicans will have what you call an epiphany and come to the table to work with the Biden administration. But given everything that you have seen from current Republicans, what evidence is there really? that things will change? Working with Republicans. Can, I mean, really, these are the ones who considered Twitler Jesus. Normal. In fact, we have to move beyond normal, whether it's health care, the environment, whatever it is. We have to build on what we had started 
in our administration, and that's been interrupted very badly, number one. Number two, with Trump out of the way, it's not going to change things in a, in, in a fundamental way. But what Save it will us. do is it will Save mean us. that we're in a position where he's not going to be able to intimidate the base. His base is not going to intimidate those half a dozen Republicans we may need in other things. I refuse to accept the notion, as some on this stage do, that we can never, never get to a place where we have cooperation again. Get the if fuck out of here. If that's the case, here. we're dead again? as a country. We need to be able to reach a consensus. And if anyone has reason to be angry with the Republicans and not want to cooperate, it's me, the way they've attacked me and my son and my family. I have no, no, no love. But the fact is, we have to, we have to be able to get things done. And when we can't convince them, we go out and beat them like we did in the 2000s. Beat them like a drum. In red states and in purple states. If only we can Thank find you, corn Biden. pop. Mr. Yang. <laughs> I just I love corn pop. I'm sorry. You, Mr. Yang, a new question. Just a funny the name. Democratic Party relies on black, Hispanic, and Asian and voters. And corn pop voters. But you are the only candidate of color on the stage tonight, and the entire field candidate remains of corn overwhelmingly pop. white. <laughs> I'm sorry. What message do you think this sends to voters of color? Well, it's both an honor and disappointment to be the lone candidate of well, color on the stage tonight. I miss Kamala, I miss Corey, though I think Corey will be back. No one misses Tulsi. Who, I, I really hope not. I you should be gone. You should all be gone, except uh, and Bernie. I had many racial epithets used and Elizabeth. Me as a kid. But black and Latinos have something much more powerful working against them than words. They have numbers. The average. Net Thank worth you, of a George, black for the super chat. Only 10% that of a white household. For Latinos, it's 12%. If you are a black woman, you're 320% more likely to die from complications in childbirth. These are the numbers that define race in our country. And the question is, why am I the lone candidate of color on this stage? Fewer than 5% of Americans donate to political campaigns. Going? You know what you need to donate What's to political happening? campaigns? Disposable income. <laughs> the way we fix it. The way we fix this is we take Martin Luther King's message of a guaranteed minimum income, a freedom dividend of $1,000 a month for all Americans. I guarantee if we had a freedom dividend of $1,000 a month, I would not be the only candidate of color on this stage tonight. Thank you, Mr. Yang. Senator Sanders, I do want to put the same question to you, Senator Sanders. What message do you think? I answer that question, but I wanted to get back to the issue of climate change for a moment, because I do believe this is the existential issue. Senator, with all respect, this question is about race. Can you answer the question as it was asked? Ooh. Sick burn. Because people of color, right, in fact, are going to be the people suffering most if we do not deal with climate change. Why don't you change. let them finish, bitch? And by the way, we have an obligation up here, if there are not any of our African-American brothers and sisters up here, to speak about an economy in which African-Americans are exploited, where black women die three times at higher rates than white women, where we have a criminal justice system which is racist and broken, disproportionately made up of African-Americans and Latinos and Native Americans who are in jail. So we need an economy that focuses on the needs of oppressed, exploited people, and that is the African-American community. Thank you, mm -hmm. Senator. Yamish. Thank Bernie. you, Amna. Senator Klobuchar, here in California, people who identify as Hispanic, Black, Asian, or multiracial represent a majority of the population, outnumbering white residents. 
the United States is expected to be majority non-white within a generation. I what can't do you wait. Say to white Americans who are uncomfortable with the idea of becoming a racial minority, even if you don't share their concerns? I say this is America. I'm from the Midwest. I'm and pursued by race. We are not going to be able to succeed like my in the world uh, if we like do not Like that young woman I met at the coffee economy. shop. Our Constitution says she uh, was working her third union. uniquely well, American job. I said, doing right now. I'm in the middle. And to me, vote for uh, me. That means, one, uh, that everyone can vote, and that includes our communities of color. This <laughs> oh, wow. How that's been taken cutting by this edge. president and his people and his governors all over the country. Everyone can vote, including people of color? Americans to vote. Welcome to 1865. Discriminated with surgical precision. What would I do? as of one of the leaders on voting in the U.S. Senate, one, stop the purging. As Stacey Abrams stop said, the purging. She you know, says you it with a smile. Stop having your right to assemble if you don't go to a meeting for a year. What? Why do we uh, need an you anecdote? Church or a synagogue or a every, for, for every three months, policy. You don't lose your right to worship. You shouldn't lose your right to vote. I would pass as what president my bill to register every every kid in this country when they turn 18 to vote. That would make all of Someone's these discriminatory at my door. Hold actions on. in these states go away, and I would stop the gerrymandering, in addition to the agenda of economic opportunity. Uh, because, as Martin Luther King said, what good is it to integrate a lunch counter if you can't afford a hamburger? Thank you, Senator. Let's now turn to the issue of foreign policy and the Middle East. Senator Sanders, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo recently declared that the United States believes Israeli so settlements in the West Bank do not happened. violate international law. That broke decades-long U.S. precedent. How would you respond to Israeli expansion of settlements? Would you link that to foreign aid to Israel? Israel has, and I say this as somebody who lived in Israel as a kid, proudly Jewish. Israel has right. the right not only to exist, but to exist in peace and security. But what... Bernie. But what U.S. foreign policy must be about is not just being pro-Israel. We must be pro-Palestinian as well. Yes. And whether, in my view, we must understand that right now in Israel, we have leadership under Netanyahu, who has recently, as you know, been indicted for bribery, who, in my view, is a racist, what we need is a level playing field in terms of the Middle East, which addresses the terrible crisis in Gaza, where 60 or 70 percent of the young people are unemployed. So what my foreign policy will be about is human rights, is democracy, is bringing people together in a peaceful way, trying to negotiate agreements, not endless wars with trillions of dollars of expenses. Thank you, Senator. Everybody judge. What well, we are seeing in the Middle East and around the world oh, boy. are the consequences of this president's failure, this president's refusal to lead. It's particularly disturbing in the case of Israel because he has infused domestic politics, making domestic? U.S. foreign policy choices in order to effectively interfere in Israeli domestic politics, acting as though that somehow makes him pro-Israel and pro-Jewish while welcoming white nationalists into the White House. 
But it's not only in the Middle East that we see the consequences of the disappearance of U.S. leaders. We see among our allies and among our adversaries, case after case, where the world is making plans on what to do, ignoring the United States because we're no longer considered reliable. It's not just the mockery at a cocktail party on the sidelines of the conference. It was the looks on the faces of the leaders at the UN as they looked at the United States president with a mixture of contempt and pity. Not pity an and ridicule. I never again want to see the American president looked at that way by the leaders of the world. The world needs America right now, but it can't be just any America. Oh, God. It has to be one that is actually living up to Does the anybody really who we are. find him sincere? Peace, supporting democracy, supporting it's so human phony. rights, and supporting it's like stability a, around the world. a robot. It's like a politician Thank robot. Thank you, Mayor Buttigieg. Senator Warren, President Obama pledged to close the detention camp at Guantanamo Bay, but could not. 40 prisoners remain there. Last year, U.S. taxpayers paid $540 million to keep Guantanamo open. Would you pledge to finally close the detention facility? And if elected, how will you do it? Yes. Hmm. It's time to close this detention facility. Uh, it not only costs us money, it is an international embarrassment. Um, we have to be an America that lives our values every single day. We can't be an America that stands up and asks people to fight alongside us as we did with the Who Kurds is bringing my bell? ISIS, and then turn around in the blink of a tweet and say that we're turning our backs on the people who stood beside us. After that, who wants to be an ally of the United States? We have to be an America that understands the difference and recognizes the difference between our allies, the people who will work alongside us, and the dictators who would do us harm. And we need to treat our allies better than we treat the dictators. That needs to be our job as an America. We have, we have the finest military on earth. All three of my brothers served. And I, we have people on this stage who have served, and I'm deeply grateful for that. Our military is strong and important, but we need to be an America that relies on our State Department, that relies on diplomacy, that relies on our economic power, and that relies on working together with the rest of the world to build a world that is sustainable environmentally and economically for everyone. Thank you, Senator Warren. Vice President Biden, why couldn't you close Guantanamo Bay? Why couldn't the Obama administration close Guantanamo Bay? We attempted Bay? to close Guantanamo Bay, but you have to have congressional authority to do it. They've kept it open. And the fact is that we, in fact, think it's the greatest. It is an advertisement for, for creating terror. Look, what we have done around the world in terms of keeping Guantanamo open, or what Trump has done by no longer being an honest broker in Israel, there's no solution for Israel other than a two-state solution. It does not exist. It's not possible to have a Jewish state in the Middle East without there being a two-state solution. And he has played to all the same fears and all the prejudices that exist that in, in this country and in Israel. Bibi Netanyahu and I know one another well. He knows that I think what he's doing is outrageous. What we do is we have to put pressure constantly on the Israelis to move to a two-state solution, not withdraw physical aid from them in terms of their security. And lastly, I think that Thank Senator you, Warren President is correct. We have led by not the example of our power, but the power of our example. 
And the example we're d demonstrating now is horrible. It's hurting us badly. Thank you, Vice President Biden. Judy? I want to turn to another part of the world, and that's China. Uh, Mayor Buttigieg, you have said that you think China presents more of a challenge uh, than do your fellow candidates believe. The U.S. clearly wants China's cooperation on human rights, on, uh, on climate change, on uh, North Korea, on terrorism. And yet, Americans are appalled by China's record on human rights, including the detention of over a million Muslim Uyghurs. Should the U.S., is my question, do more than protest and issue sanctions? Should the U.S., for example, boycott the 2022 Beijing Olympics? Why not? I think that any tool ought to be on the table, especially diplomatic, economic, well, and social Why are we tools asking him like anything? He's 37 Look, years old. To let it be known that his silence, whether it's on the rounding up of Muslim Uyghurs in let Xinjiang, my, nep camps, my, my little nephew. Or the aspirations of the people of Hong Kong for democracy. For him to let us, let China know that his silence can be purchased is trashing American values. The reality is that there's a trashing. lot of relationship Notice the way I emphasize the correct yes, word. much smarter trade policy. We also have to acknowledge what's it going on. It almost sounds the human. Use of technology for the perfection of dictatorship. That is going to require a stronger really than going. ever response from the U.S in defense of democracy. But when folks out there standing something. up for democracy hear not a peep that mimics from the emotion. president of the United States, what message is that sending to the Chinese Communist Party? The message I will send is that if they perpetrate a repeat of anything like Tiananmen Square when it comes to Hong Kong, they will be isolated from the free world, and we will lead that isolation diplomatically and economically. Mr. Really? He, they're Fire, applauding him and wooing? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. The people of Hong Kong. It is Chinese territory, Junior, but what could you. you, would you do as president if the Chinese we government moved Junior. in militarily? Look, there is a temptation, particularly for this president, to try and answer that on a bilateral, on. in a bilateral way. The way the United States should be reacting in Hong Kong is by gathering our coalition of democracy and freedom-loving partners and allies to push back. In fact, when we're making moral statements around the world, it should not be us threatening and trying to be the world's policeman. It should be us leading on a value-driven basis with the other people who share our values and want to change the world. We actually can't isolate ourselves from China. In fact, we have to work with them as a frenemy, people who disturb us, who we disagree with, but who, in effect, we are linked to in a world that is ever getting closer. And in fact, if we are going to treat climate mm -hmm. as the threat that it is, we are going to have to partner with the Chinese. They are going to have to come along with us. They're going to have to trust us. And together, we go. we're going to have to solve this problem. So the ability you, to Mr. say it's off the table, we need a good relationship with them, <clears> and we're going to have to work with them going forward under all circumstances. Thank you, Mr. Starr. Vice President Biden. On China, we, we now know that China is engaged in an unprecedented military buildup. <coughs> they have just launched a new aircraft carrier. There are new signs of their disturbing espionage campaign here inside the United States. Uh, there what are Russia? A, a number of disturbing signs from the Chinese. National <coughs> security scholars have long warned about the historical precedent that when there's a ruling power and a rising power, there's likely to be a war. Is the U.S. on a collision course with China? 
Hmm. What steps could you take as president? It's a collision course with China, but not for a war. What we have to make clear is that we, in fact, are not going to abide by what they've done. A million Uyghurs, as you pointed out, Muslims, are in concentration camps. That's what they are right now. They're being abused. They're in concentration camps. And what we started in our administration, that Trump stopped, we should be moving 60 percent of our sea power to that area of the world to let, in fact, the Chinese understand that they're not going to go any further. We are going to be there to protect other folks. Secondly, we, in fact, should make sure that we begin to have rebuild our alliances, which Trump has de demolished with Japan and South Korea, Australia and all and Indonesia. We, in fact, need to have allies who understand that we're going to stop the Chinese from their actions. We should be gone to the U.N. immediately and sought sanctions against them in the United Nations for what they did. We have to be firm. We don't have to go to war, but we have to make it clear this is as far as you go, China. And in terms of their military buildup, it's real. Mm. But it would take them about 17 years to build up to we are. We're not looking for a war, but we've got to make clear we are Pacific power and we are not going to back away. Mr. Yang and then Senator Klobuchar. I have family in Hong Kong. I spent four months there and seeing what's happening on the streets, uh, it's shocking. They banned face masks in Hong Kong. Why? Because they have AI technology that now is using facial recognition to identify protesters if they so much as do anything on the street so they can follow up with them uh, and detain them later. This is the rivalry that we have to win <laughs> where China's concerned. They're in the process of leapfrogging us in AI because they have more data than we do and their government is subsidizing it to the tune of tens of billions of dollars. I have sat with our leading technologists and they say they cannot match the Chinese resources. China just produced its first major smartphone that does not have Google apps and it is now trying to export its technology to the rest of the world. What we have to do is build an international coalition to set technology standards and then you can bring the Chinese to the table in a very real way because this is their top priority and this is where we need to outcompete them and win. Senator Klobuchar. Uh-oh. Oregon. When it comes to foreign policy, I think we need to keep our promises and keep our threats. And this president has done neither. Has anybody a met like an Amy China, Klobuchar leaders, they watch supporter? That and they know. He has stood with dictators I have it. over innocence. That's why I'm he wondering, what the hell? with tyrants over free leaders. He does it all the time. And I have a little different oh, take I, than oh. some of my colleagues. Is this going to be a story to again? At about that conference with NATO. Yeah, they were making fun of him, some of the foreign leaders. I've heard uh, senators make more fun of other senators than that. The point what? of it was that he couldn't even tolerate it. He is so thin-skinned that he walked. He quit. America doesn't quit. So if we want to send a message to oh, the America Chinese, quits all the we time. stand with our allies. We stand with them firmly. We have a very we quit clear on the Kurds. and coherent foreign policy. We could when it quit comes on decency, democracy. Check out my website, amyklobuchar.com. Oh, I have the five R's of our foreign policy about reasserting our values, rejoining international agreements like the Iranian nuclear agreement. But it all comes down to one R, returning to sanity. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you, you, did, did she practice that enough? Mayor, then we're going to take a break. All right. I'm actually not worried about the president's oh, bad sense of humor when it comes to being made fun of. I'm worried about bad the sense of humor. He's got no sense of humor. Vocabulary of dictators around the world. When the American president refers to unfavorable press coverage 
as the product of the enemy of the people. The enemy. Do you the world, feel his freedom of the press, not just here at his home, but around the he's world? He's really concerned. It's one more reminder. The enemy. Of what is he state. sounds like a phony to me. Home, That's because I'm someone with feelings. So. That we win I'm this watching someone mimic them. Okay. I just want to make very clear, um, Mayor, uh, that the freedom of the press is deep in my heart. Uh, my dad was a newspaper man. Oh, God. And I'm the one that asked How about the attorney general. My dad wasn't a newspaper man. Donald Trump and I believe in the press. Because I believe in democracy. And they have refused, they have refused to follow the rules uh, that Attorney General Holder put in place when it came to protecting our journalists. They would not commit that they wouldn't put a journalist in jail for doing their job. So this is not just talking points to me. This is the real world. And I think that experience that I will bring to the White House with protecting the First Amendment is worth more than any talking points. We are going to take a no, short no, break, and we will be... All right, goodbye. So... That's I saw I was reading the chat as we were going by. Uh the reason I had to get up was because somebody rang the bell. It was the FedEx guy. So I had to get a little package. And it was just some uh credit card that I had a new credit card. That's all it was. They delivered it right to my door. He he and I don't have a an elevator right now. The elevator's being revamped, so he walked up seven flights, the guy. Good for him. So, yeah, what was I reading? Um, when we were, during during the, the show here, what, Daniel asked what you were talking about, lexical, lexical presupposition, pres I can't, you know, I can't pronounce words half of the time, presuppositional, presuppositional triggers, and axiological proximization strategy is... I never thought I would hear those words on uh, on a Tara Buster chat, or maybe I did. I don't know. I I I'm uh, pretty impressed there. Thank you for bringing that up. That uh, and I was looking it up. So anyone who's interested, axiological aspects of proximization. The, uh, according to Science Direct, one of the most effective strategies in accomplishing legitimization effects in political discourse is proximization. It involves the speaker's presentation of events of the discourse stage as directly affecting the addressee, usually in a negative or threatening way. And this is a, it's pretty interesting. It's, uh, let's see what else is it. Uh, once the addressee has constructed such threats as personally consequential, he or she becomes more likely to legitimize actions which the speaker proposes to neutralize them. Proximization can be considered in three aspects, spatial, temporal, and axiological. So, I mean, this is, it's, so there's the science behind human, uh, the, it's really about human relationships. And I think what makes... So, some of these candidates, for me, most, the, the, the reason I revile from them, literally, I feel, I, I feel um, repulsed by Pete Buttigieg, I, because he, he's a phony, he's a phony, he's a phony, I was going to say fake and phony, he's a phony, I made up a word, why not? 
He's a feigny. It's easier than saying axiological proximization strategy. I'll just say feigny. Or lexic lexical presuppositional triggers. And, you know, um, the, it's the same thing with Amy Klobuchar. Her homey, folksy, uh, uh, anecdotal story fresh. She seems like a phony to me. I don't know if she has, if she doesn't have feelings. I don't think that she, I think she does have feelings as opposed to Pete Buttigieg. I think there's something wrong with Pete Buttigieg. I really believe that he's a narcissist and there's more of, and I don't know, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, but I, I know a little bit about, I've had a lot of therapy. I know a little bit about, um, you know, psychological disorders. Not that, I, I mean, what's my psychological disorder? I have, uh. You know, I'm I'm an, I'm a recovering addict. I'm uh, I get depressed. I not as much as I used to. So I, I've I've come a long way. But you know what I'm saying. So I have the general run of the mill issues. Um, but I think I actually feel too much, frankly. I when I was a kid, I remember my mother screaming at me because I was out in the backyard. I was playing with there was an ant hill in our garden I was playing with the ants I was feeding them bread and watching them take take the bread into the into the ant hole and then it started to rain and I got very upset because the ants were going to drown so I started bringing the ants in the house and bringing them in the kitchen and my mother was like what are you doing so I that was really little I didn't understand at the time but I remember that because uh anyway I just love animals and People, not so much, but you know what I'm saying. But I think that, yes, empathy is not a disorder. It is a, it's a, it, it's Mother Nature. It puts it into us. It is, uh, it's a benefit. So, th because we are supposed to be interconnected, and we, and not that we're supposed to be, that's how we were wired. That's why babies die when they're not held. And the worst torture you can give to somebody is putting them in solitary confinement you you'll go crazy so they um yes i'm sure the ants appreciated it <laughs> they're probably get the fuck off me and <laughs> so anyway that's why when i hear somebody like pete Buttigieg, i don't think that he's i think he's a he's got to have narcissism in some way how are you 37 years old and you think you, I, I know that, what's the age? I guess, I think it's 35 or 34. You, be, you can become president. But what, who the hell, are, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, 52 years old. I'm going to be 50. I'm going to turn 52 on um, December 27th. Happy birthday to me. So, but I know, I mean, when I was 37, I know, I, God, I was an adult, of course. But it's still young. And you don't know what you don't know at, at every age. So, um, what do you to to be thirty seven years old and to think that you you can be president? There has to be some kind of you know uh, some kind of narcissism. Yes, I am fifty two. I know. I can't believe it either. How did that happen? I know I look young. So don't smoke and wear sunblock every day. Anyway, I guess I 
I don't know. I have a lot more living to do. I am a Capricorn. I always think that I, I had a fucked up childhood and a fucked up adulthood. Yeah, I know. I think I'm around 42, so... Yeah, I don't like to really say how old I am because I feel like I should be a lot further along in life, but, you know, you can only compare yourself to yourself. That's what I, I learned. It's true. If I compare myself to myself, I'm doing fine because I didn't even think I was going to live past age 25 because I spent many years just being a drug addict. So, and that's a whole other story. And I, it's not that I was just a drug addict. I also went to... Uh, I went to college and things like that, but I just never thought I would live. I never thought I could live without drugs, and I never, you know, I never imagined I would be doing a show, being a comedian, doing, you know, just doing what we're doing now. Don't tell anybody how old I am. You know, we'll keep it, keep it a secret. Thank you, Judy. All right, Candace. here we go. Back with the, back to Let's the make show. Things interesting. Former President Obama said this week when asked who should be running countries that if women were in charge, you'd see a significant improvement on just about everything. Whoops, sorry. He also said, <laughs> quote, if you look at the world and look at the problems, it's usually old people, usually old men, not getting out of the way. Age is an, is an idea. It's not, it's a construct. Well. <laughs> yes. How do you respond to what the former president has said? He's, Bernie's ageless. He's timeless. Barack Obama, I think I disagree with him on this one. Really? Maybe a little self-serving, but I do disagree. Here is the issue. The issue is where power resides in America. And it's not white or black or male or female. We are living in a nation increasingly becoming an oligarchy, where you have a handful of billionaires who spend hundreds of millions of dollars buying elections and politicians. You have more income and wealth inequality today than at any time since the 1920s. We are the only major country on Earth not to guarantee health care for all people, which is why we need Medicare for all. That's right. Thank you, we Bernie. We are facing an existential crisis of climate change. The issue is not old or young, male or female. The issue is working people standing up, taking on the billionaire class, and creating a government and economy that works for all, not just the 1%. Thank yes. you, Senator Sanders. Vice President Biden. <clears throat> I'm going to guess that uh, President Obama did not clear that remark through your campaign ahead of time. And what I'm what, what guess, did you say to him? And I'm going to guess he wasn't talking about me either. Okay. <laughs> Number one. Look, Was he talking I'm running, about you? I'm running because I've been around. On my experience, with experience, hopefully comes judgment and a little bit of wisdom. The fact That's is the that we're in a position now, the next president of the United States is going to inherit two things. Economy that is out of kilter, and a, and a domestic policy that needs to be, we have to unite America. And a foreign policy that requires somebody to be able on day one, stand up, look out, the entire world, know who that person is, know what they stand for, and know they know them. And that's, what I, that's the reason I'm running. I have more experience in doing that than anybody on this stage. Just to follow up, Vice President Biden, if elected, 
if elected, you would turn 82 at the end of your first term. You'd be the oldest president in American history. Are like you Winston willing? Churchill. Are you willing to commit American history? Yeah, right. Yes. Are, are you? I was joking. That was a oh, joke. Okay. He's, he doesn't seem it. as off well, tonight. Doesn't have much of a sense Biden. of humor. Oh, we've got a great sense of humor. <laughs> are, they wouldn't have put me on stage otherwise. Are you willing to commit tonight? To running for Being an old white man, I, I, I commit. No, I'm not willing to commit one way or another. Here's the deal. I'm not even elected one term yet. And let's hey, see I'm we sorry. Are. Let's see what sorry. happens. But it's a nice thought. Senator not too nice. Henry. Not for Thank me. Thank you for asking a woman this question. Oh, shut I, up. I think... Her and her all, fucking uh, identity politics. Women in our government. Uh, when I was on Trevor Noah's show once, uh, I explained how in the history of the Senate there was something like 2,000 men Here we and go with an anecdote. women in the whole history. And he said if a nightclub had numbers that bad, they would shut it down. <laughs> it is not just about numbers. It's about what you get done. And that what are you getting argument. done, bitch? If you look at uh, the poll at the state... You're boring me to me tears. Best, that That's for one. Minnesota. It showed in the state that Hillary had her lowest margin of victory. It showed that I beat Donald Trump by 18 points. What about I Bernie beat beats him men more than by a lot more? Stage. So I think what matters in this right, election Sarah? is can you bring in those rural and suburban areas, particularly in the Midwest? And number two, what will you do when you get there? And I am someone that has passed over exactly, 100 with men and Conservatives women, with won't vote for any of Democrats. for anyone. Well, they won't vote for her. Sexual harassment laws for the United Why States are we Congress, appealing to them? I led, so taxpayers are no longer going to have to pay for people that harass other people. Senator I have Warren. passed the law for drug shortages. I have done work in our rural areas. I think that's what most matters to people. I would be so proud to be the first woman president, mean, but mostly I want to be a president that gets things done and improves What is getting lives. things done? What is uh, getting anything done? Tara Jr. is getting upset when <laughs> I'm Senator screaming. Warren, you would be the oldest president Getting things done? Like, like what? Well. Uh, NAFTA, CAFTA, destroying the middle class. We all got that done. The, the Iraq war, that got done. He didn't uh, like when I was screaming, President Terry. Obama That's why he jumped off my lap. Who has power <laughs> in America? Whose voices get heard? I believe he's talking about women and people of color and trans He'll be people back. and people whose voices just so often get shoved out. And for me, the best way to understand Terry, that is look at here. how people are running their campaigns in 2020. You know, I made the decision when I decided to run not to do business as usual. And now I'm crowding in on 100,000 selfies. That's 100,000 hugs and handshakes and stories. Stories from people who are struggling with student loan debt. Stories from people who can't pay their medical bills. Stories from people who can't find childcare. Now, most of the people on this stage run a traditional campaign. And that means going back and forth from coast to coast to rich people and people who can put up 5,000 bucks or more in order to have a picture taken, in order to have a conversation, and in order maybe to be considered to be an ambassador. Thank you, Senator Warren. Those selfies, no, I want to finish this. Those selfies cost nobody anything. And I get it. In a democracy, we all have a lot of different points of view, and everybody gets one vote. But here's the thing. 
People who can put down $5,000 to have a picture taken don't have the same priorities as people who are struggling with student loan debt or are struggling to pay off medical debt. I want, I'm running a campaign where people whose voices get heard. We can't have, Thank you, Senator Warren. We can't we're, we're, have people who can put down $5,000 for a check, drown out the voices of everyone else. Thank you, they Warren. don't in my campaign and they Mayor won't Buttigieg. in my White House. Oh, here it goes. There goes nothing. Can't help but feel that might have been directed at me. And yeah, well, if you, that's how you feel, look at this, look in the mirror. Donald Trump and his allies have made it abundantly clear that they will stop. <laughs> Why are you hanging out with uh, billionaires drinking $900 bottles of champagne more than $300 million in secret fundraisers? This is, this is our only chance to defeat Donald Trump. And we shouldn't try to do it with one hand tied behind our back. The way we're going to win is to bring everybody to our side really? in this fight. We're going to bring Republicans to our side? Grad student digging deep to oh, go no. online to keepforamerica.com and chip in 10 bucks. That's great. No thanks. And if you can drop $1,000 uh, without blinking, that's great too. We need $1,000. Oh, so he's saying fight. that he's appealing to everyone. Who wants to help he's us defeat just Donald being Trump. egalitarian. Democrats who've been with us all along, yes, but we also need independence. Why is it such the a secret then? The if you were a Republican, disgusted with what's going he's on. He's just in being uh, one of the We're one of us. He's on a everything. man of the people. But we need you in this fight and I will welcome you to our side. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Well, that's so that's an interesting frame. Hey, Senator Warren, 45 seconds to respond. He's so appealing to the, the 26,000 billionaires on Earth. That was I mean, 2,600. What am I talking about? There's only 2,600 billionaires on Earth. Sorry for interrupting. Wine. Um, there Think you go. Comes to that. Thank you. He had promised that every fundraiser he would do would be open door, but this one was closed door. We made the decision many years ago that rich people in smoke-filled rooms would not pick the next president of the United States. Billionaires in wine caves should right. not pick the next president of the Thank United States. Thank you. Mr. Mayor, your okay. response. You know, According to Forbes magazine, I am the, literally the only person on this stage who's not a millionaire or a billionaire. So if this is Oh, well, that's why you have to get on your knees for billionaires. You yourself pass. What? Oh, I missed if that. I pledge, if I pledge never to be in the company of a progressive Democratic donor, I couldn't be up here. Senator, your net worth is 100 times mine. So what? Now, supposing that has nothing to do with it. Holiday spirit, I know this isn't likely, but stay with me, and decided to go on to peteforamerica.com and give the maximum allowable by law, $2,800. Would that pollute my campaign because it came from a wealthy person? No, oh my God, this son of a bitch. We need the support from everybody who is committed to helping us defeat Donald Trump. Why are you doing it in secret back rooms? Without the press. We would like to bring in everyone. Go, Bernie, get him. Unbelievable. I do not sell access to my time. That's right. I don't do Good. full time Hold with millionaires and billionaires. Sorry, as of I when, don't Senator? Meet, I don't How meet dare you, you young whippersnapper? With big dollar donors. 
And look, I've taken one that ought to be an easy step for everyone here. I've said to anyone who wants to donate to me, if you want to donate to me, that's fine. But don't come around later expecting to be named ambassador. Right. Because that's what goes on in these high-dollar fundraisers. I said no, and I asked everybody on this stage to join me. This ought to be an easy step. And here's the problem. If you can't stand up and take the steps that are relatively easy, can't stand up to the wealthy and well-connected when it's relatively easy when That's you're right. a candidate, then how can the American people believe Let they're going to yeah. stand up to the Absolutely. wealthy and well-connected when you're president and it's really hard? Mm -hmm. They wealthy are invited to donate to him. Why the, why are they throwing him fundraisers? Then you have no business running for office in the first place. But also, Senator, your presidential campaign right now, as we speak, is funded in part by money you transferred, having raised it at those exact same big ticket fundraisers you now denounce. Did it corrupt you, Senator? Of course not. So to denounce the same kind of fundraising guidelines that President Obama went by, that Speaker Pelosi goes by, that well, you yourself that's why the United States is the ago, least upwardly mobile. The Democratic Party and build a campaign with the widest income gap. These purity tests purity tests that's judy we, we'd He's like to bring everyone in we'd like purity to tests that's right here to oh fuck you amy here's a i came here to make a case for progress and i have never even here's been some to of the photos cave. i've been to the wind cave in south dakota with you go to with a so homespun old for progress about. That is waitress, what a friend of mine who said, us, which is campaign finance reform. That means passing a constitutional Buttigieg amendment to overturn drinking $900 bottles of it whatever means the hell. Making the first bill we pass when I am president will be HR1, which is the ethics reform passed in the House, which is currently sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk <laughs> along with 400 bills. And Sarah if you Junior, don't think come in. we can get, get this on. done, come well, we can, but only if we win this election big. Thank Not you, by Senator arguing Sarah. with oh, each shut other, up. but by finding what unites <sighs> us and getting this done. What, what unites us? The least upwardly mobile, one-third can't retire, can't handle a $400 emergency. Rather proud, maybe, I don't know, the only candidate up here doesn't have any billionaire contributions. But you know what I do have? We have received more contributions from more individuals than any candidate in the history of the United States of America. That's right. At this point in yes. the election averaging $18 a piece. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a real competition going on up here. My good friend Joe, and he is a good friend, <laughs> he's received contributions from 44 billionaires. Pete, on the other hand, is trailing, Pete. You only got 39 billionaires mm. contributing. So, Pete, we look forward to you. I know you're a, an energetic guy and a competitive guy to see if you can take on Joe on that issue. But what is not, <laughs> what is not a laughing great. matter, my friends, this is why three people own more wealth than the bottom half. This is why Amazon and other major corporations pay zero in federal taxes. We need to get money out of politics. We That's should right. run our campaigns on that basis. Thank you, Senator Sanders. Vice President Biden. 
45 seconds to respond. My average contribution is $43, number one. Well, when you two. have the idea, it's all the law, the law of averages, too. I am in the pocket of billionaires when, in fact, they when you have a lot of billionaires and no donors, the having one billionaire sure evens out the averages. My fundraisers open to the press every single solitary one, not one single time, period. And I've made sure that you know exactly where all the, and the, uh, the largest contribution I've accepted is $2,800, which is allowed under law. And I'm the first person to introduce the constitutional amendment to make sure that there is no, all, all public funding of elections and all private funding. Yeah, that would be nice. And we all should take a commitment, make a commitment to that right now on this stage. In the meantime, you got to fund a campaign. And we, in fact, have funded a campaign, average contribution, $43. Well, let's, an average, how many do you have? How many, and how many are billionaires? That Listen, increases the I'm average. Because this government is broken because it's purchased by corporations. And billionaires. Ten years fighting those corporations and beating them and building grassroots organizations to push power down to the people. That's what I've been doing for a decade. But let me say this. There's someone who's loving this conversation. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. That's right. We know how he's going to run. He's told us last week. He looked at a group of Americans and said, I don't like you. You don't like me. It doesn't matter. You're going to support me because the Democrats will destroy the economy in 15 minutes. We need to uh, go after this guy. He's a different. Why? Cat, why would he even say that? Him. And we need to the, talk about the, it's a lie. The Democrats. Twenty-five years building a business. As history has shown us, on, on the economy, not have these kinds of conversations and Terry create down, more jobs than Republicans. Who's corrupt president and beat him on the economy where he thinks he's king and where in fact he's a fraud Balance and a failure. Thank you, Mr. Steinberg. Blah, I want to turn now to an issue that's been in the headlines quite a bit, and that is immigration. Mr. Yang, we have a question here from a professor right here at Loyola Marymount. There are nearly 200,000 DACA recipients, exactly. so-called dreamers, in the state of California, more than any other state, including several students right here at LMU. If you win and you reinstate DACA through executive action, another president could just overturn it again. So will you move on a permanent legislative fix for dreamers in your first 100 days of elected? Of course I would. I'm the son of immigrants myself, and I know that dreamers are essentially Americans in everything but this legal classification. Okay. <laughs> Please clap. I just want to return to this conversation because I think it's core. Our country is deeply misogynist, and most all of us know that. Money and men are tied together. That's where I thought Elizabeth was taking the conversation. The fact is strong societies would elect more female leaders. Strong men treat women well for the same reasons. I'm on the record oh saying that you God. need both strong men and female leaders in government because the fact is if you get too many men alone and leave us alone for a while, we kind of become morons. So it's related to our campaign <laughs> her finance face. rules because right now the fact is we operate in a fundamentally anti-woman marketplace. And that includes the marketplace for politicians. If we were to put hundred democracy dollars into the hands of every American voter, instead of 5% contributing, you'd see that rate skyrocket to 50 or 60% and you'd have many, many more women who would run for office because they don't have to go shake the money tree in the wine cave. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. I'd like to follow up the question.
question again, Mr. Yang. I love that. That was good. Dreamers. You pledged to move. You pledged to move on a permanent legislative fix in your first 100 days. Dreamers say that they are frustrated by Democrats' failure to prioritize their status in deal after deal. So why should Dreamers trust Democrats now? I believe everyone on this stage would do the right thing by Dreamers in the first 100 days. I would make it a top priority. I'm the son of immigrants myself. The fact is almost half of Fortune 500 companies were started by an immigrant or children of immigrants. Immigrants make our country stronger and more dynamic. And immigrants are being scapegoated for issues they have absolutely nothing to do with. If you go to the factory in Michigan, it's not wall-to-wall -wall immigrants, it's wall-to-wall -wall robot arms and machines. We have to send the opposite message of this administration. And as your president, I think I could send a very clear message where if you're considering immigrating to this country, and I'm the president, you would realize my son or daughter can become president of the United States. That's the opposite of the current administration, and that's the message I would love to send to the world. Thank you, Mr. Yang. Senator Sanders, a, a related Trump. question to you. Actually, Senator Sanders, Trump. Senator Trump. Sanders, I have a new question for you. You can yes. respond to Mr. Yang's comments I can't as well. to the immigration question? This is related, sir, but there are estimated to be as many as 12 million undocumented immigrants in the U.S., more than 2 million right here in California. If you have a chance to forge a bipartisan immigration reform plan, would you insist on a path to citizenship for all 12 million or just a segment of that population? No, this is what I would do. Day one, executive order restore the legal status of 1.8 million young people in the DACA program. Day one, we change border policy so that federal agents will never snatch babies from the arms of their mothers. Day one, day one, we introduce bipartisan legislation, which will, in fact, be comprehensive, which will result in a path toward citizenship for all of the 11 million who are undocumented. That is what the people of our country want. Trump thinks mistakenly that he is going to win re-election by dividing us up. We are going to win this election by bringing our people together, black and white and Latino, Native American, Asian American. That's what this campaign is about. That's what America must be about. Senator Klobuchar. Thank you. I started my day to day uh, with a group of immigrants who were there talking to me about housing. And I thought about this president uh. and what he's done. He has used our immigrants as political pawns. Yeah, I know. Every We've been there. We've seen it. He tries to draw a wedge. I will be a different president. Ugh. My view on this comes from experience. Oh, shit. When I got to the Senate, Senator Kennedy asked me uh, to be one of the two <laughs> new senators that was in the group to work on the immigration reform package. We got so close to passing that. I voted for it. Not everyone did, but most of the Democrats did. Then I was on the Judiciary oh, Committee when Bring President Obama was president, and we worked very hard on that immigration reform. We actually passed that with Republican votes. Then oh, I was in wow. a small group that worked That's on your the claim to fame. You're a fucking Republican. That problem. We didn't get that done because this president gut punched us. Thank you, I will Senator. take my views. I will take this experience. I will get this done because immigrants don't diminish America. They are America. Oh. Thank you, Senator. Mr. Steyer, briefly your response. Don't you feel American? I think it's important 
to note that this president is not against immigration. He's against immigration by non-white people. Yes. That's right. That's this good. is his attempt to divide us, as Senator Sanders said, on race. And that's what he's been doing since the very first day he started running for president. He's been vilifying non-white people. Come here, little one. He's been trying to inflame his base and scare them that if, in fact, white people lose control of this country, that they're going to lose control of their lives. Yes, little one. And as somebody who lives in a majority-minority state, which is California, what he's doing is so wrong on so many different levels. I agree with Senator Sanders. We have to reframe this argument completely. We have to go back to the idea that every American Oops. is worth being a full human being on every right. Oh, this is well, a racial argument that. by a how racist generous. president who's Mighty trying to divide you. us and who's vilifying people. It's absolutely wrong, and it's led him to break the laws of humanity in our name. Thank you, Mr. Steyer. <laughs> Mayor Buttigieg, a, a new question to you, Mr. Mayor. Yeah. You said last month that the U.S. owes compensation to children separated from their families at the southern border. The consensus among child welfare experts is that those thousands of children will likely suffer lifelong trauma as a result of that separation. Are you committing, as president, to financial compensation for those thousands of children? Yes, and they should have a fast track to citizenship. Shut up. Because what the United States did under this president to them was wrong. We have a moral yes, obligation to make right what was broken. And on the larger issue of immigration, my understanding of my this cat, issue not is him. theoretical. It's not something I formed in committee rooms in Washington. It begins was in with the, the wine cellar, the uh, wine family, cave, when I formed uh, my, my father immigrated I spent my formative years in the wine cave. It comes from the fact that I'm the mayor of a city the where mayor neighborhoods that were left for dying are now coming city back that had, There were more people on the goddamn train this morning. Mainly of Latino immigrants. And I've seen those same Going into Manhattan than there is in that Families goddamn city of his. in church, panicking just because of the rumor of an ice raid. That did not make our country safer. Could I respond? Had to look into Shut the, the fuck up. Of an eight-year-old boy. Oh, no. Whose father and was pretend deployed, to care. nothing so much as a traffic ticket against his name. I try to think of something to tell that boy because I couldn't tell him what he most wanted to hear, which is just that he was going to have his dad back. How can harming that young man possibly, possibly. make America safe? Possibly. You hear the Mr. emphasis in my, based on those mm, my attempt to sound sure like I have an emotion? Of laws and of and. values. And that means not only ending these unspeakable practices at the border, but finally and truly fixing the immigration system that has needed a full overhaul since the 1980s. We Making hand gestures. Ten years and furrowed brows. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Just to follow up, since you do Who support is him? for those families, should the U.S. also compensate descendants of enslaved people? Do you support reparations for African Americans? I support H.R. 40, which is the bill that has been proposed in Congress to establish a commission to look at reparations. But we shouldn't wait. Oh, this, well, that's for another that way of saying to do its work to do things that yeah, are repaired. We'll put this on. Uh, Remember, sweep this under the rug. Talking about a gift establishing to anybody, a commission. Mending what was broken. We're talking about the generational theft of the wealth of generations of African Americans. Oh, and just yeah. crossing out a racist policy and replacing it with a neutral one is not enough to deliver equality. Harms compound, just like a dollar saved in its value yeah. compounds over time. So does the value of a dollar stolen. 
And that is why the United States must this act This is like a bad acting class listening to him. Businesses, with investments in health equity, with investments in... If you HBCU went in there and gave his speech the at some term, acting uh, camp, they'd be like, so that we can please, you're a little Vice stiff. Biden, do you support reparations? Let's well, let me, really show some emotion. Got a chance. Um, number one, the reason we're the country we are is because of immigration. We've been able to cherry pick the best from every single continent. The people who come here have determination. Uh oh, now he's going to yell at us. Ready to stand up and work like the devil. We have 24 out of our 100 children in our school today. I'm so Hispanic. sick of being yelled at by old white that we are assholes. Away and not provide every opportunity for them is not only stupid and immoral, but it's bad for America. Oh, they no. Are is he going to call me fat now? America, and we I'm should feeling unsafe. Everybody will benefit from it. Every single American. And you should get used to it. This is a nation of immigrants. That's who we are. That's why we're who we are. That's he thinks this is difference. inspiring. You know what I mean? Thank you, Mr. Biden. Senator we can do anything here in this country except universal health care. Don't get too crazy now. Or do anything about the rapacious income disparity. So I look at this a different way. When we were in the last debate, Mayor, you basically mocked the hundred years of experience on the stage. And what do I see on this stage? I see Elizabeth's work starting the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and helping 29 million people. I see the vice president's work in getting uh, $2 billion for his cancer moonshot. I see Senator Sanders' work of working to get the veterans bill passed across the aisle. And mm, I see what I've done, uh, which is to negotiate three farm bills and be someone that actually had major provisions put in those bills. So while you can dismiss committee hearings, I think this experience works. Mm. And I have not denigrated your experience exactly. as a local official. Doing nothing one. You know, I just in a shitty town. our experience when you look at right. how you evaluate. Good. I'm glad she kicked his ass Get him. Get him. You actually did denigrate my experience, Senator. Yeah. And it was before the break, and I was going to let it go because oh, we got bigger well. fish to fry here. But you implied that oh, I don't that think we have bigger fish to fry than picking a president of the United States. <laughs> You're right. Good. And before good. the break, you seemed to imply that my relationship to the First Amendment was a talking point. As if oh. anyone up here well, it has sounds any like a talking point. or less commitment to the Constitution than anybody else up here. Everything that comes out of your mouth sounds like a talking point, actually. The First Amendment. It is part of the Constitution that I raised my right hand and swore to defend with my life. Oh, now he's going to pull his experience. military it experience. Yours, but it counts, Senator. It counts. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I, I met a lot of stupid people in the military, Mr. personally. Mr. Not everybody's meant to serve as a representative. And I know, Just because uh, you wear a uniform doesn't mean you're better than anybody. I'm sick of, of this whole National bullshit. That's not As somebody who wore the uniform. I want to be president of the United States. And the point is, we should have someone heading up this ticket that has actually won and been able to show that they can gather the support that you talk about of 
moderate Republicans and independents, oh, as well as a fire. That's what we do, base. right? And not just done it. This once. is how we lose elections. Three times. Appealing to moderate Republicans. I think a track record of getting things done matters, Fuck. and I also think showing our party that we can actually bring people with us, oh, have no. a wider tent, have a bigger coalition. How can we never have Republicans talking that about they're going to bring Thank Democrats you, into their co big tent? I got to respond to that. Jesus Christ. Senator, I, I know that, that if you just go by vote totals, maybe what goes on in my city seems small to you. If you want to talk about the capacity to win, try putting together a coalition to bring you back to office with in that wine cellar as a gay dude in Mike Pence's Indiana. A gay dude. Now he's going to pull out the gay card. Oh, he's so tedious. Again, tedious I Pete. Mayor, if you if you had won in Indiana, that would be one thing. You tried and you lost by 20 points. But let's talk about <laughs> how we win an election. Let's talk about how you we go. win an election, which is something everybody here wants to do <laughs> in terms of defeating the most dangerous president in American history. So let me tell you how you win it. You have the largest voter turnout yes, in the history of America. Yes, there you go. And you don't have you don't have the largest voter turnout unless you create energy and excitement. And you don't create mm -hmm. energy and excitement unless you are prepared to take on the people who own America and are prepared to speak to the people who are working in America. We need a progressive agenda. Medicare for all. Yes. Raising the minimum wage to a living wage. Leading the world in combating climate change. Making public colleges and universities available to all because we are free to Listen to him. I'm talking to the moderator. Butting in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because this is like a clusterfuck. Thank you. Thank you. Can't even get anything out. Thank you. Thank you. Gotta get to the end. Make a talking point. Give us an anecdote. Why not concentrate that government help on those most in need? So, as I've talked about before, because wealth tax you're proposed for uh, everybody in, nobody out is the only American way to invest in all of our babies, age zero to five, to put an historic eight hundred billion dollar investment in public subsidized schools K through twelve, and that will divided nation to offer technical school, two-year college, four-year college for right, every Harrison. single person who wants an education. Cancel student yeah. loan debt for 50, uh, 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 put a $50 billion investment in our Even her question is a Republican frame. Cancel student loan debt for 43 million Americans. Look, this is about money, but this is also about values. Yes. We need to make an investment in our future. And the best way to do that is let's invest in the public education of our children. That starts yeah, when they're it's an investment. and it goes long it's after high every school. Every dollar we, we put into the New Deal, I mean, into GI Bill, returned, what was it? We talk about Seven dollars? to be crushed by student loan debt. That's why I have a proposal popular among Democrats, popular among Republicans, popular among independents, to ask those at the top to pay a little more. Two cents. So somebody can get what rid are they of that do? student loan debt. How will Pete so they Buttigieg can make an handle it? Start a small business, buy a car, 
create you, a future Senator. for themselves. Thank you. Thank country. you. Thank, thank you. Senator, I see some hands, but Shut I want the to fuck up with this fucking clusterfuck. Your plan offers free or discounted public college only to families making up to $150,000. Oh, here we go. Republican talking points. Get let them fly. Too many families. I do think that if you're in that lucky Oh, you luck. Yeah, it's just a matter of luck. Don't get me wrong. I just want you to go ahead and pay I guess your it own is. tuition. Now we can you still have fucking public service Pete judge. for those who go into lower income fields to deal with that. But if you're in that top 10%, I think you're going to be, for the most part, okay. And there is a very real choice on where every one of these tax dollars goes. So I very much agree with Senator Warren on raising more tax revenue from millionaires and billionaires. I just don't agree on the part about spending it on millionaires and billionaires when it comes to What about to social security? Yeah, what about public schools? What about libraries? Look, the mayor wants billionaires to pay one tuition for their own kids. I want a billionaire to pay enough to cover tuition for all of our kids. Because that's how we build a future. The other part is we've got to deal with student loan debt. And right now, most of the people on this stage are nibbling around the edges of a huge student loan debt burden that disproportionately affects people of color. African Americans are more likely to have to borrow money to go to school, more likely to borrow more money while they're in school, and have a harder time paying it off. We want to make an investment in the future then open up education for all of our kids. That's how Thank we you, build Senator, the future. Senator Sanders, could I respond to we believe, I believe, in the concept of universality. And one of the crises in America today is people are sick and tired of filling out forms. So you, you're not eligible for the program today because you're at 150, but you lost your job, are you eligible? You get a better job, you're eligible. I think what we have to do is what we do with Social Security, what we do with public education. Donald Trump's kids can go to a public school. They should be able to go to a public school. What we need right now is a revolution in education. We have got to end this dysfunctional childcare system and make sure that every working class person in this country can find high quality, affordable childcare. We need to make public colleges and universities tuition free and by taxing billionaires and by taxing Wall Street, we will cancel all student debt in this country. Thank, thank you, Senator Sanders. Tim? Switching gears here, Mr. Steyer, earlier this year in Iowa, I met a father, Bill Stump, and his son, Kyle, in Dubuque. Kyle is a uh -oh. remarkable young adult with significant disabilities, and though he's been employed for about five years at a local pizza parlor, the future is very uncertain for his family. Bill worries that there aren't enough jobs, living facilities, social programs designed to meet the needs of his son. So I'm wondering, as president, are there specific steps that you would take to help people like Kyle become more integrated into the workforce and into their local communities? Look, the United States has made a commitment to treat everybody equally. And that means supporting people with disabilities, both in terms of education and later when they're part of the workforce. That means bringing the resources to bear to make sure that we're treating them fairly in school and after school to try and integrate them fully and to make them have as full a life as possible. The question we've got here across the board is, 
can we afford to do the kinds of things that Senator Sanders and Senator Warren are pushing? And the answer is yes. Okay. That in fact, what we need to do is to undo the tax breaks that have been given for two generations to rich Americans and big corporations. Last year, corporate, the top 400 corporations paid an 11% tax. That is absolutely ludicrous. Could I answer the question? So the answer on disabilities is a question of focus and money, as so many of these questions are. We have a country where the government is broken because corporations have bought it, they're getting their way, and for us to get back to government of, by, and for the people that serves Americans, including Americans with disabilities, we're going to have to take that back. Thank you, thank you. Mr. Needs. Yang, I didn't hear a specific answer from Mr. Steyer. Can you outline specific what? steps that the government should take to help integrate these young people into the workforce and into their local communities? I would love it. Uh, I have a son with special needs. And to me, special needs is the new normal in this country. How many of you all have a family member or a friend or a neighbor with special needs or autism? If you look Whatever. around, most hands went up. So the fact is, right now, we have to do more That's for the problem child. with America. Special needs it's children are going to become special needs adults in many cases. I and here's care the about this issue because say, hey, I have a, you know, fill in the blank that has this issue. Which may be correct. We should all care no matter what. We have to stop confusing economic value and human value. We have to be able to say to our kids and Kyle that you have intrinsic value because you're an American and you're a human being. We're going to put a freedom dividend of $1,000 a month in everyone's hands, which is going to help families around the country adapt. And then we're going to take this burden off of the communities and off of the schools who do not have the resources to support kids like my son and make it a federal priority, not a local one, so they're not robbing Peter to pay Paul. Thank you, Mr. Yang. Could we I have to move this? on. Judy. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, but, come on. Very specific. Um, Senator Warren, 45 seconds to you, please. So, I was a special education teacher, and I loved that work because it gave me a chance to work straight out with people to recognize the worth of every human being. I had four to six-year-olds who were in special ed. And what do we need to do? That's why I have a plan as a special ed teacher to fully fund IDEA. So every child with disabilities will get the full education they need. My housing plan is about investing in more housing across this country, in rural America, in urban America, in small town America. But it's also yes, about baby. making yeah. sure that people who want to live independently, people who have disabilities, cat, will have housing available to them. I make a part of my job to spill that we are going to make sure as president, I will make sure that the people who want to bid on federal contracts are treating people with disabilities fairly and paying them fairly. You've got to go at it at every part of what we do, because as a nation, this is truly a measure of who we are. We believe in treating these, the least of thy brethren, as people of value, mm. and that is how we make a better America. How Thank come you, I Warren. believe Thank her you. when she talks? And yeah, she doesn't sound a like a phony we have robot. So many important topics to discuss. And Buttigieg sounds come to you, Senator Klobuchar, on a question like a joke. Judges. Like President somebody Trump made him in a lab. We know two Supreme Court justices. Sp but he's also had <laughs> specifically to annoy me. Hundred federal judges, most of whom are young and could shape American law for decades to come. Some of them you voted for in the Senate, including one who just yesterday joined a ruling to strike down oh, there you a key go. part of the Affordable yes. Care Act. 
Would oh, this is what President we get, Trump's getting things done. But she's getting things done, don't you know? For any of you on this stage to enact your agenda. Um, of course. And I want to make it clear that I've opposed many, many judges. And I think everyone mm -hmm. will remember what happened at the Kavanaugh hearing when that nominee went after me. Oh, I stood God. My ground and he had to apologize. So I have been very so strong. So what? He apologized? Who cares? He's still in the fucking Supreme Court. The judge that wrote the opinion was a judge that went through the Senate unanimously with support uh, by Senator Sanders, with support by uh, President Obama, with support by uh, then-Senator Kennedy. So I, I think it is very important when we look at these judges to acknowledge uh, that there are some of these judges that you think are going to be okay, and they aren't. But what would I do as president? I would appoint judges that are in the vein of people like Elena Kagan and Justice Breyer and Sonia Sotomayor, and let's not forget the notorious RBG. That's what I would do. And if you look at my record as a lawyer and a member of the Judiciary Committee, uh, look at the judges that I recommended to President Obama. Oh, God. Uh, people uh, like Mimi Wright, uh, who's a superstar, and Susan Richard Nelson. Look at who I put in uh, as the uh, first openly gay marshal in the history of the United States. I did that because I knew they were qualified people to take those jobs. And you need to do it not only with the right judges and have that know-how, but you also have to do it right away. That is one thing that we all learned from when President Obama was in. And that was that he was dealing with an economic crisis and it was hard to do it right away. But we have to immediately start putting judges on the bench to fill vacancies so that we can reverse the horrific nature of these Trump judges. A follow-up to um, Mayor Buttigieg. Beyond oh, no. a pledge why? not to overturn... Why is he, why is he way, talking so much? I believe all of you have said would be part of your decision-making in I believe that. Uh, ...nominee to the court. Let me check Are the wine cave. litmus test that you would apply in choosing federal judges. The Supreme Court is very personal for me. It made me gay. My household, my marriage. <laughs> I mean, my marriage was very gay. A single vote on that body. And yes. Yeah, we uh, worked on that. All the that work we, we did. Justices who understand that American freedom includes reproductive rights and reproductive freedom, but that's not all. You know, when they said I it couldn't be done while you were in the closet. Our human rights. I expect an understanding that equality is required of us all. And I expect a level of respect for the rule of law that prevents this body from coming to be viewed as just one more partisan battlefield, which is why I will not only appoint judges and justices who reflect this worldview, but also begin moving to reform the body itself, as our country has done at least half a dozen times in its history, so that it is not one more political battlefield every single time a vacancy comes up. Okay, whatever. Senator Sanders, at least 22 transgender people were killed in the United States this year. Most of them transgender women of color. Each of you has said you would push for the passage of the Equality Act, a comprehensive LGBTQ civil rights bill. But if elected, what more would you do to stop violence against transgender people? We need moral leadership in the White House. We need a president who will do everything humanly possible to end all forms of discrimination against the transgender community, against the African-American community, 
against the Latino community and against all minorities in this country. But above and beyond providing the moral leadership of trying to bring our people together, what we also need for the transgender community is to make sure that health care is available to every yes. person in this country, regardless of their sexual orientation or their needs. And that is why I strongly support and have helped lead the effort for a Medicare for all single payer program, yes. which will provide comprehensive health care to Oops, all sorry. people, including certainly the transgender community. Yes. Thank, th thank you, Senator Sanders. Senator Warren. The transgender community has been marginalized in every way possible. And attacked. And one thing that the president of the United States can do is lift up attention, lift up their voices, lift up their lives. Here's a promise I make. I will go to the Rose Garden once every year to read the names of transgender women, of people of color who have been killed in the past year. Or men. I'll make sure that we read their names so that as a nation, we are forced to address the particular vulnerability on homelessness. I will change the rules now that put people in prison based on their birth sex mm -hmm. identification rather than their current identification. I will do everything I can to make sure that we are in America that leaves no one behind. Thank you, Senator Good. Warren. That Anna? should be the Democratic rallying cry. Vice President Biden, uh, Let's turn now Leave to Leave no one on the battlefield. Confidential documents published last week by the Washington Post revealed that for years, senior U.S. officials misled the public mm. about oh, the good. war Here we go. As vice president, you what did you sir? know? Afghanistan, you said? Yes, sir, Afghanistan. Yeah, that's it. As vice president, what did you know about the state of the war? You knew. And do you believe that you were you honest knew. with the American mm -hmm. people about it? The reason I can speak to this, it's well known many of you follow me, my view on Afghanistan. I was sent by the president before we got sworn in to Afghanistan to come back with a report. I said there was no comprehensive policy available, and then I got in a big fight for a long time with the Pentagon because I strongly opposed the nation-building notion we set about. Rebuilding that country as a, as a whole nation is beyond our capacity. I argued from the very beginning that we should have a policy that was based on an anti-terrorism policy with a very small footprint that, in fact, only had special forces to deal with potential threats from that territory to the United States of America. The first thing I would do as President of the United States of America is to make sure that we brought all combat troops home, entered into a negotiation with the Taliban, but I would leave behind special forces in small numbers to be able to deal with the potential threat, unless we got a real good negotiation accomplished, to deal with terrorism. That's been my position from the beginning. That's why I think Secretary Gates and some members of the Pentagon weren't happy with me. Mr. Biden, the question was about your time in the White House, though. And I'm in talking that, about the White yeah, House. Did you know Washington about the lie? senior national security well, official he must who said have known. that there was constant pressure from the Obama White House to produce figures showing the troop surge was working, and I'm quoting from the report here, despite hard evidence to the contrary. What do you say to Since that? 2009, go back and look, I was on the opposite side of that. With the really? The only reason I can speak to it now is because it's been published. It's been published thoroughly. I'm the guy 
from the beginning. Oh, really? I believe that. that. Big, big mistake to surge forces. As much to as I believe his period climate change policy that was plagiarized. And I argued against it constantly. Senator Sanders, you had your hand up. Well, in all due respect to my to Joe, Joe, you're also the guy who helped lead us into the disastrous war in Iraq. Yes, go for it, what Bernie. What we need to do is, I think, rethink, and, and the Washington Post piece was very educational. What we need to th rethink is the entire war on terror. We have lost thousands of our own men and women, brave soldiers. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, have been killed abroad or forced to leave their mm -hmm. countries. It is time right now that we bring this world together to try to end these endless wars and address the root causes which are causing these wars. Senator Sanders, you, you do often point to your vote against the war in yeah, Iraq as evidence not? of your judgment on foreign policy, but you did vote for the war in Afghanistan. And as recently as 2015, you said you supported a continued U.S. troop presence there. Well, once you was break that it. support a mistake? Well, only one person, my good friend Barbara Lee, was right on that issue. She was the only person in the House to vote against the war in Afghanistan. She was right. I was wrong. So was everybody else in the House. But to answer your question, I don't think you do what Trump does and make foreign policy decisions based on a tweet at 3 a.m. in the morning or desert your longtime allies like the Kurds. I think you work with the international community. You remove all troops over a period of time, a short period of time, within one year. Thank you, Senator. Mayor Buttigieg, you served in this war, but I want to ask about your decision-making. If you The mainstream media haiku is to going to concentrate on Buttigieg and Warren. Year. Mark, mark those words. But the Taliban that they, today will, that they attacked each more other. Than half the country. So should you, as president, still withdraw all those U.S. troops if the country could once again become a haven for terrorists? We're going to leave one way or the other. Oh, the question is to make sure we do it well and not poorly. And of course, that has to respond to the conditions on the ground and the need for a political settlement. But, you know, the other day I was reunited with somebody that I'd served with over there. Oh, the thing we were marveling at is how long it's been since we left. I thought I was one of the last troops turning out the lights when I left years ago. Oh, God. And we're still there. There may need to be some kind of limited special operations and intelligence capacity. The exact same kind of thing, by the way, that we actually had in Syria, holding the line before the president yanked it out, <laughs> leading to the road to chaos. But what we know is that we cannot go on with these endless wars. And I'm glad that the name of Barbara Lee was mentioned, uh, not only because of what she's talking about. Because she loved ago, wine caves. I believe that we have no choice but to go to Afghanistan after 9-11. But right now, she is one of the leaders of the effort to repeal and replace the wine authorization caves. for the use of military force. And the folks that I served with deserve that. They deserve They the deserve it. Look at my head shake. Being able emphatically. to summon the courage to take an up or down vote on whether they ought to be there in the first place. And when I am president, Anytime, oh, God help if me. I am forced if I to am deploy forced. troops into war, anytime we seek an authorization, it will have a three-year sunset. So that if there really does have to be a conversation about extending it, it has to be brought to Congress, brought to the Why American don't they people, shut him up? Those members of Congress have to take Excuse that me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Tim? 
Moving to health care, an issue that voters tell us every day is still the number one priority for them. Senator Sanders, you've spent plenty of time discussing and defending the merits of your Medicare for All plan, but the reality is that if Republicans retain control of the U.S. Senate, or even if Democrats win back a narrow Senate majority, your plan as constituted probably would not have the votes to pass Congress. Oh, wow. Well, so the don't try then. Is, Why try? Let, let everyone die. Your plan, 85 million without health care? Fuck them. For leadership on this issue, are there smaller, specific measures yeah, just, that you uh, would take? Reach across the aisle and trickle something on a couple of so subsidies. Him, at a time when we're spending twice as much per capita on really, exactly. any other nation. Fucking defeat us before you get out the gate. people are uninsured or underinsured. When 30,000 people are dying each year because they don't get to a doctor right. when they should. And, and this is the question we have. are going bankrupt because of the dysfunctional and cruel system that we currently have. You know what? I think we will pass yes. a Medicare for all single-payer system, and I will introduce that legislation in my first week in office. Now, to answer your question, how do you I pass think it? When we go out the to the American guy? people and tell them that right now we have got to take on the greed and corruption yes. of the pharmaceutical industry, for example, which in some cases charges us. 10 times more for the same exact drug as is charged in this country. When the American people understand that Medicare for All expands Medicare to cover home health care, dental care, eyeglasses, and hearing aids, and does it at a cost far, far lower than what some of my opponents are talking about, you know what? We're going to have the American people behind us. We will have Congress behind us. Thank you, Senator Sanders. Vice President Biden, I'd like to bring you in. You spent an awful lot of time 10 years ago trying to pass what a bill this far shit less that ambitious than what this Sanders, Senator Sanders is talking about here. This drumbeat that it can't be done. I don't think it is realistic, but let me explain why. Well, we know we why, why that's coming from him. To build on Obamacare. Build on Obamacare. Yeah, we got to keep the rapacious for-profit health care system that gave us this, this the measurably worse system. But now that it's been Got to keep them in the catbird seat of power. Dire consequences. I've added to the Obamacare plan the asshole. Biden initiative, which is a public option, Medicare, if you want to have Medicare, for reducing the significantly the price of drugs, deductibles, et cetera, by, by underwriting the plan to a tune of about $750 billion, billion dollars, and uh, making sure that we're able to cover everyone who is, in fact, able to be covered. Put your hand down for a second, Bernie, okay? Oh, shut the fuck up, Just old man. I know, I know. Say it alone. I know. Put your hand so look, down. It covers everybody. It's realistic. And most it's realistic. It lets you choose what you want. Here, you have yeah. 160 million people this choice, their asshole. plans with their employees. Yeah, well, like oh, then have. we should you all fucking die like because of if that. If you don't like it, you can move into the public option that I propose in my plan. But if you like it, you, you like it. Who likes it? You shouldn't have Washington dictating you. You cannot. Oh, there goes the, the Republican talking point. Senator Sanders, 45 seconds to respond. Under Joe's plan, essentially, we retain the status Quote. That's not true. No, that is exactly right. true. Hey, but, thank you. And, by the way, Joe, under your plan, you know, you asked me how we're going to pay for it. Under your plan, I'll tell you how we're paying for it right now. The average worker in America, their family makes 60000 a year. That family is now paying $12,000 a year for health care, 20% of the income. Under Medicare for all, that family will be paying 
$1,200 a year because we're eliminating the profiteering of the drug companies and the insurance companies and ending this Byzantine and complex administration of thousands of separate health care plans. Senator Cody, I'm going to come to you. My name was mentioned. Yes, I'm going to come to you for 45 seconds. 45 seconds for Vice President Biden. not interrupted here, all right? I'm going to interrupt now. It oh costs my $30 God. trillion. Dollars. Let's get that straight. So what does what the system cost us now? Years. Some say it costs $20 trillion. Some say it costs 40. Some say. The idea that you're going to be able to save that person making $60,000 a year on Medicare for All is absolutely preposterous. 16% of the American uh, public is on Medicare now, and everybody has a tax taken out of their paycheck. Because now. of tell me, you're going to add Reagan. 84% yeah, well, everybody's in it. We taxes. all have a vested interest. Before he was honest about it, oh, it's going to increase oh, personal God. taxes. They're going to be That's right. We are going to increase personal taxes, but we're eliminating premiums. We're eliminating co-payments. We're eliminating deductibles. We're eliminating all out-of-pocket expenses. And no family in America will spend more than $200 a year on prescription okay. drugs. Senator Klobuchar, our plan will save the average work of four more Senator Klobuchar, we'd like to hear from you. Okay. Okay. Yes, Senator Klobuchar, pay premiums or co payments. Hey. <laughs> First time I did uh, this. Okay, that's true. I'm First time. Oh, well, First good all, for Bernie, you. I promise when I am your president, I will get our pharmaceutical bills done. And we have worked together on this time and time again, and I agree with you on that. But where I disagree is I just don't think anyone has a monopoly on bold ideas. Oh, no. Here we go. You can be Here we go. We're going to. Time. Practical uh, means sucking a public Republican option, uh, which is a nonprofit ass to bring the cost down. And yes, it does bring and, the cost and down. And keeping the broken system intact that makes a few we'll people very rich. To 12 million people. But here's the political problem. This fight that you guys are having isn't real. Your fight, Bernie, is not with me or with Vice President Biden. It is with all those bunch of those new House members, not everyone by any means, that got elected in that last election in the Democratic Party. It is with the uh, new governor, Democratic governor what? of Kentucky, uh, that wants to build on Obamacare. And the way so I look what? at it- They want to build on Obamacare. Build, Obamacare sucks. A river over some troubled Because water, it's the Republican health care plan. Bridge, you don't blow one up. Oh, God. Well, did you hear that at, at the diner? She Thank you, Senator Cooper. Senator Warren, Excuse we would she like to bring you in. She took my name in vain. Oh. <laughs> she hurt my feelings. <laughs> I am crushed. Can I respond? Never, never, never. In my fight, Four, Amy, 45 seconds, Senator right. My fight, Amy, is not with the governor of Kentucky. My fight and all of our fights must be with the greed and corruption of the pharmaceutical industry, with the greed and corruption of the insurance industry, these guys last year made $100 billion in profit, and tens of millions of Americans cannot afford to go to a doctor tonight. The day has got to come, and Joe is not talking about it, Amy is not talking about it. The day has got to come, and I will bring that day about when we finally say to the drug companies and the insurance companies, the function of healthcare is to provide it for all of our people in a cost-effective way, not to make massive profits 
for the drug companies and the insurance companies. Thank you, companies Senator, Senator, Senator Warren. We need, against we'd, we'd, like, we'd like to bring you into this discussion. The, the, the same question to you that I posed to Senator Sanders. If Congress rejects a Medicare for All proposal and you're the president, are there smaller specific measures that you could pursue with bipartisan support to decrease costs and expand coverage? So this is about costs. It's about costs on middle-class families. Last year, 36 million Americans didn't have a prescription filled because they couldn't afford it. And those are people with health insurance as well. People who can't do the co-pays, people who can't do the deductibles, people who find out that the drug is not covered. So here's how I approach this. I want to do the most good I can for the most people as quickly as possible. On day one, I'm going to attack the prices on commonly used drugs like EpiPens and insulin and bring down those prices. The president can do that, I love saying this, all by herself. And I will do it. Uh, that's going to save families hundreds of millions of dollars. And then, in the first 100 days, because I found a way to pay for full health care coverage for everyone without raising taxes on middle class families, you, I'm going to make available oh, you to hear this? people Thank you, for Thank you. Shut full health care coverage for 135 million people. It'll be at no cost at all, and they can opt into that system. Thank you, Senator. For others, it will Thank be you. at Thank a low you. cost. We have got to start moving and move fast. We, we do have to do move that. on. Okay. We can do that on 50 votes. Thank you, Senator. T Judy. We are coming to the end of our time. A lot of hands up. We apologize for that. But in the spirit of the season, I'd like to ask each one of you, is there someone else among these candidates that you would have, you have two options, one a candidate from whom uh, you would ask forgiveness for mm, something shit. maybe that was said tonight. Or forgiveness. Or, Fuck or this. a candidate to whom you would like to give a gift. Get the fuck out of here. With, you, Mr. Yang. with this shit. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> this is ridiculous. We have the, the, we have this fucking unbelievable rapacious income disparity and upward immobility and let's give a gift let's not worry about we, we could do a labor action and just all go on strike on this one andrew <sighs> the death of democracy oh, um, i don't even know i don't think I'm i have just... much to ask forgiveness for you this all is so irritating um, in terms of a gift uh, elizabeth has done me the honor of starting to read my book yes. i would love to give each of you a copy of my book <laughs> it's about It's about how we're going through the greatest economic transformation what, in our country's history, doing, the honey? fourth industrial revolution. Talking to the it cat. is grinding up our communities. <laughs> and DC okay. is out to lunch on this. Our media yeah. organizations are not covering it adequately. I wrote a book on it. And uh, if you like data, this book oh is God, for you. This goes like... to the people at home too, if you like data and books. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor Buttigieg asked. Ew, ew, who is in that Would audience? Like ask forgiveness or give a gift? Uh, well, uh, I would like to ask. Uh, I love data and books, so uh, I think uh, we should all be excited about this. Um, and come to think of it, I should probably send my book around more, too. Um, ew, gross. Look, the publisher think, will thank you. I think all of us want the same thing at the end of the day. We know what a gift it would be to the future and to the country for literally anybody up here to become president of the United States compared to what we've got. And we knew that and was we coming. Remember, there are, I don't know how many now, we're up to 25 something 
have run for president in the Democratic Party. The moment we've got a nominee. The 24 who aren't that oh nominee. Oh, God. Has to support. To yes, to we know, asshole. We've been Let's doing this sure a long time. Too much to ask for forgiveness for That's the a DLC assholes like you that put us in this position that made Twitler possible. So I don't want to hear this shit. Um, I will ask for forgiveness. I know that sometimes right, um, I get really worked up. And sometimes I get a little hot. Look at my I don't really hair to. all over my shirt. What happens from my cat. when you do 100,000 selfies with people, <laughs> I you hear it. enough stories about people who are really down to their last moments. Yep. You know, I met someone just last week in Nevada. You don't hear those he stories in the, in the wine cave. He has cave. diabetes and that he has access to a prescription because he's a veteran. But his sister has diabetes and his daughter has diabetes. And they simply can't afford insulin. Well, so the they should just die. Spend all of their time or pull themselves up by their bootstraps and marry a billionaire. Insulin prescription among three people. When I think about what we could do, well, we if can't we afford get it. A majority in the House, a majority in the Senate, and get back you know, to the White House. You know, some uh, we can make union people negotiated people their plans, like so those people just have to die. Way. You know, I got mine. Fuck you. Sucks to be you. Better luck next life. I think stage, and those who are not on the stage who've run, we owe them because they're That's all the new American way. Exact thing. You're not the only one that does selfies, Senator. I've done oh, thousands. Oh, God. Of thousands. Now he's taking over the her selfie. Me can tell you, there's not one line I go through that I don't have at least a half a dozen people. Like he was trying to take credit say, for her, for the Consumer credit. Financial Protection Bureau. Can you help me? Tell me I'm going to be okay. Tell me I'm going to be okay. I just mm -hmm. lost. I, I'm, and they go and lay out their problems. My wife well, what and have I you have done? a call list of somewhere between 20 and 100 people that we call at least every week or every month to tell every them week. I'm here. I give them my private phone number. Are you serious? They keep in touch with me. A little kid who says, I, 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 I can't, I, I can't talk. What, what, what do I do? I have scores of these I, young I, I, women I, I, and men. Well, then why aren't you supporting Medicare for all? Do something like I do, making their lives Why are you sucking up to billionaires? Very, very, very badly. You made Twitler possible. Senator Sanders, forgiveness for again. <laughs> well, I can give out any one of four books that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and I have them all. I think the gift <clears throat> that all of us. Yes, haiku. Joe Biden invented the selfie. Is a very, very different vision of the reality of the Trump administration. And the vision that we need to bring forth is to create a government and a nation based on love and compassion, not greed and hatred. Yes. And not, I got a mine. Vision which says that in our great country, tough, tough luck, all brother of our or sister, should be able to earn a decent standard of living, mm. have health care, yes. have the ability to send their kids to college regardless of their income. So we need a new vision which brings our people together around an agenda that works for all, not the Trump vision of dividing us up to benefit the billionaire class. That's my vision. Senator Klobuchar. Oh, no. Well, 
I'd ask for forgiveness anytime any of you get mad at me. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. Blunt, uh, but I am doing this because Grown. I think it is so important um, to pick the right candidate here. And it has to be somebody who can make Republicans vote for her and work yes, across the, the aisle. the economic check that uh, Elizabeth and Bernie um, have so well pointed out on this stage. It has to be. There's something else going on here. Uh, and it is a, a Republican. decency check. It is a values check. It is a patriotism check. Well, how patriotic is it to people, and leave people behind with no health care? I don't you know. know. Yeah, I, I voted for Donald Trump, but I don't want to do it again because I want my kids yeah. to be able That's why we to need watch Bernie. the president on TV not and you. not mute the TV. We have <laughs> to remember as Democrats, and if I get worked up about this, it's because I believe it so much in my heart that we have to bring people with us and not shut them up. Not by that is the gift we can give sucking America up to Republicans. Election. Mr. Steyer. This so, corporate look, this is the holiday frame. season. And what I'm hearing from every single one of these candidates is that they've gone around the United States and what they've seen from this administration and what they've seen from the Republican Party is cruelty towards the people of the United States for money. So when I think about the gift that I'd like to give, and I've seen that too. I mean, I think it starts with cruelty when children are born and it goes right through life into pre-K, education, healthcare, a living wage. There is cruelty to working people, there is cruelty to seniors. And so the gift that I'd like to give everyone on this stage, which was the original question, is the gift of teamwork. Because the question up here is- How about the gift of leaving no one behind? together going to change this framework? How are we together going to beat this corrupt and criminal president? How are we going to stand up for the people of the United States together? Not by tearing each other down, but by supporting each other and by realizing that what by, we stand for is the by, true value of America. And by becoming a patron a at patreon.com slash That's how do it. And as Americans, all I need we're going to come him. together to stand up for the original values, freedom, equality, justice, teamwork. That... We are, we are going to take a very short break. That does conclude our questions tonight uh, here at Loyola Marymount University. We'll be back in just two minutes to hear the candidates. All right. Well, God damn it. I'm, uh, I'm over it. Well, of course, we'll, hit, we'll, st we'll hear their closing remarks, but it's the same old shit. Of course, um, we know what w the mainstream media will frame tomorrow. It'll be all about how they attacked Pete Buttigieg and how he went back at, at them. And, and just his frame that him in a wine cellar, in a wine cave, he's, he's just being egalitarian, don't you see? That's, this is how he's trying to, to excuse the fact that he's part of the problem. The reason we have a Twitler in the Oval Office is because of, in my opinion, and, uh, and, and, and the opinion of reality, is because of the DLC Democratic Party enabling the filthy fascist Republicans to turn this country from a, from the, uh, the, a working class 
that was vibrant, economically vibrant and politically engaged, because you can't be politically engaged or at least um, in, in uh, at least understanding that government works for you. But unless you are economically secure and educated and that's one by one for, with the the help of the DLC Democratic Party, the right wing of this country have whittled away at the American dream. And that I mean, the American dream used to be that you can everyone can have a decent middle class life. But the Republican Party and the Democratic Leadership Council enablers, they deliberately attacked the New Deal policies that made the middle class possible. And here we are. Twitler is in the Oval Office because of candidates like Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar. And I'm so sick of listening to Democrats pander to Republicans. You don't hear Dem- you don't hear Republicans pandering to Democrats saying we got to get Democratic voters on board. Give me a break. Here we go. Now it's time for closing statements. Each have 60 seconds, beginning with Mr. Steyer. I'm different from everybody else on this stage. I'm differently abled. I'm running because I'm a person of means. Remember that one? And we need to return power he to wants to be called a person of means. For the last 10 years, that's I'm exactly a person what of I've memes. been doing, taking on unchecked corporate power. That's why I'm for term limits, because if we're going to have bold change, then we need new people in charge and new ideas. I'm the only person on this stage who's built a large, multi-billion dollar international business. I know how to grow prosperity. I can take on Mr. Trump on the economy and beat him. I'm the only one on this stage who said climate is my number one priority. It's a crisis we have to deal with, but it's also our greatest opportunity to create millions of good paying union jobs across the country and clean up the air and water in the black and brown communities where it's so essential. So if you want to break the corporate stranglehold, beat Mr. Trump on the economy and solve our climate crisis, I can deliver. And I'm asking for your vote. My apology for interrupting. I know, right? Why are you interrupting? Mr. Like Yang. me, I mean. I know what you're thinking, America. How am I still on this stage with them? <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking that. Our campaign is growing all the time because we are laser focused on solving the real problems that got Donald Trump elected in the first place. Right. I spent seven years helping create thousands of jobs in Detroit, Baltimore, New Orleans, and other cities serving as an ambassador of entrepreneurship under President Obama. And I saw firsthand what many of you already know. Our country is falling apart. Our senior citizens are working until the day they die. Our kids are addicted to smartphones or drugs. We're seeing record high levels of depression, suicides. That's a great, great economy, though. Our companies are recording record profits while our people are literally dying younger. Right. The way of life is changing faster than ever. The economy is booming. Our politicians in D.C. For the succeed, 1% and the, we the in Pete's cave. Or fail. Washington, D.C. today is the richest city in our country. What do they produce? Bad decisions? Corrupt decisions. We need to get the money out of D.C. and into your hands, the hands of the American people. Join us at yang2020.com and help us rewrite the rules of the 20th century economy to work for us. Thank you, Senator. Senator Klobuchar, 
We have had quite a debate tonight, Ugh. but I want to debate Donald Trump. Oh, brother. This primary comes down to some simple questions. Who has the best ideas, the best experience? Mostly, who can beat Donald Trump oh, and how God. will she do it? So, how many times Donald has she Trump said that? His fortune on over time, over $413 million that he got from his dad. My grandpa, he was an iron ore miner, a union Whoopie member, doo. worked 1,500 feet underground, and he saved money in a coffee can in the basement to Ugh. send my dad to a community. Well, howdy doody. That's my family trust. You're just and like us. If you are given opportunity with a sense of entitlement, you go into it with a sense of obligation. Except obligation to, to lift people give health care to everyone, to ensure it as a right. For yourself. Oh, Our politics God. right now, because of Donald Trump, are toxic. We need a leader who can bring people together and who can win that way. So if you are tired of the extremes in our politics What's extreme? and the noise and the nonsense, you have a home with me. If you want a bigger tent and a wider right, coalition down, and longer coattails, join me. Shut up. We will win at amyklobuchar.com. Who is, how is she still in the race? Mayor Buttigieg. So the here comes a lot of bullshit. He's going to go in the, he's going to have to and unite the hang out in a wine cave. It's a tall order. In Ugh, order to do tall it, order. we're going to need a nominee and a president who can respond to the crisis of belonging. That is the crisis the of belonging. Get the fuck out of here. That is when I can't go to the doctor when I'm sick, I have a crisis of belonging to the rest of the goddamn world. I have seen so many people capable of forming that multiracial oh, such multi-generational coalition and i'm seeing more and more people who maybe have not felt welcome in the democratic party before but belong here now because they're definitely what? not on oh he's a liar what's too what's going on in the trump white house i am asking you to join me, felt... to vote for me to caucus for me Wh and what? to help us build that future defined not by exclusion but by belonging Oh, yes. We bring everyone, including the wine cellar. Senator Warren. If you're in a wine cellar, you're for me. Did you call my name? <laughs> what? Uh, this is a dark moment in America, and yet I come here tonight with a heart filled with hope. Um, all three of my brothers served in the military. They're all retired. They're all back in Oklahoma. One is a Democrat to our Republicans. Um, but you know what unites my three brothers? Amazon. They are furious that Amazon reported $10 billion in profits and paid zero in taxes. My brothers are part of why America is ready to root out corruption and fight back. And that gives us a base to work from. America is ready for a two-cent wealth tax supported by Republicans, Democrats, and independents. And it lets us invest in all of our children. America is ready to expand Social Security payments and disability payments by $200 a month. And we can do it. You know, someone asked what this would mean. You just give somebody $200 a month. They asked me this in a town hall. And a lady who wanted it said, you know what it'll mean to me? It'll mean I can get a prescription filled right. and I can still buy toilet paper the same week. That's What's a, where But it's such a great economy. Right I am what not do you looking mean? for millionaires and billionaires. 
I'm here to work for the tens of millions of people across this country who are ready to build an America that won't just work for those at the top, but that will work for everyone. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Senator Sanders. 45 years. Uh oh, Biden is going to be last? Why? Speeches. And at the end of the day, the average American worker is not making a nickel more than he or she did yep. in real wages. But it's a great economy. Years. The truth is that real change always takes place. Real change mm -hmm. always takes place. Not just electing a gay on president who only came out of the closet the in 2015. And that is why in this campaign, I am so proud that we when have the over a million done. volunteers. We have well, some of the strongest grassroots all. organizations. We have raised more individual contributions than any candidate in American history. Yes. Free, please join the political revolution at BernieSanders.com. Yep. Let's defeat Trump. Let's transform this country. You're goddamn right. And finally, Vice Oof. President Biden. Why is he last? Well, thank you very much for listening. Seven days out Christmas. Uh, thank you very much. But look, we all have big progressive plans, and the question is, who can who deliver on get it done? It seems to me we have to ask ourselves three questions straight up and honestly. Who has the best chance, the most likely chance of defeating Donald Trump? Who is the one who's most likely to do that? Bernie. Number two, who can, uh, who can help elect Democrats to the United States Senate in states like Bernie. North Carolina and Georgia and Arizona and other states? Bernie. And thirdly, who can deliver legislatively? That requires you to look at our records. I have a significant record of getting significant. Oh yeah, like from the violence Clarence Act, Thomas, the weapons treaty, in foreign and domestic policy alike. And so I think ask those, asking those questions, I believe, as you'd expect, that I'm the most qualified to answer those three questions. But most of all, we got to level with the American people. Don't play games. With them. Tell them the truth and be authentic. God bless you all, and may you all have a great, great holiday season. And thank you guys for doing this as well. Thank you. God. Thank you very much. And that no malarkey. And that concludes the PBS NewsHour Politico debate. I do want to thank my colleagues here at the moderator table: Tim Alberta of Politico, Amna Nawaz, and Yamish Alcindor of the PBS NewsHour. Thank you all for joining us. Please stick around and watch PBS for some analysis. Thank you to the candidates. All right. Bing, ba, bing, ba, ba. It's a terabuster. <laughs> Thank you for joining me uh, and my scintillating commentary on Terabuster. I'm covered in cat hair, <laughs> and I don't give a shit. This is this is fr that's freedom. You start, you don't, you know, you get to a point. I used to worry. Oh, I can't do a podcast because I'll be too worried about what I look look like, and. I don't even care anymore. So tonight, I had a, I had trouble getting home because the MTA is the joke of the industrialized world, and that's not really the MTA's fault. It's the fault of the fact that we live in the least upwardly mobile nation of all the of all all our Western allies. We are with the widest income gap. That is a disgrace. As many of the candidates said on the stage tonight, where one-third can't retire, 
70% of the American people can't handle a $400 emergency. People are rationing their diabetes medicine, going on fucking GoFundMe or begging Cash App for, to, for help with medical bills. This is bullshit. I'm sick of, let me just tell you what I'm sick of, besides the MTA, which sucks because they have a schedule. I, I was waiting for the bus. I was tweeting to the fucking MTA. That's one the good thing about Twitter. When you tweet at them, they, they hear you, and they usually respond. I guess they don't like being publicly shamed, but it's like zero degrees out there. It's, it's really cold, and it makes me think about the cats, frankly, living on the streets, the cats that we take care of, and I worry about them. We put out some winter shelters for them, but I worry and hope they're okay. I couldn't stand it out there for half an hour. How do they live out there? I know they got fur coats, but um, I just worry. So uh, anyway, so I was waiting for the bus. It has a schedule. It says whatever. Three buses were supposed to be there in the amount of time I was waiting there. And they don't, they, they haven't arrived. There's, it's not snowing. It's, there's no traffic, at least what I could see. And the app, I have the app, it says, your bus is arriving in one minute. And then it, your bus is arriving in 15 minutes. So um, what the hell is going on? Part of the problem is that we, because of the fact that we don't tax the rich anymore, that corporations pay zero taxes, that we are in the least upwardly mobile country where one-third of the American people can't retire, where people have to ration their diabetes medicine, that we don't have enough money going into out paying for these services. So they're not... Uh, who knows what's going on? Maybe they had to cut back or whatever it is. There's always, they're always crying poverty in the MTA, but the fact is that when we pay taxes, taxes are the admission price to a civilization. So it all comes down to what kind of civilization do we want? Do we want a functioning society that works for all? As the Chinese are flying around on bu in, in uh, bullet trains, not flying, but they're riding in bullet trains, we have to deal with our crumbling infrastructure. That, and who suffers? Because billionaires, they're not taking the fucking bus. We, but they don't give a shit. That's why when, when Trump dodges his taxes, that's the consequences of selfishness. We suffer the consequences all the time. And I, I am tired of DLC Democrats like Pete Buttigieg talking about how he, uh, he doesn't want to pay for millionaires' kids to go to school, whatever. Well, that is a GOP talking point because... We don't leave people behind. This All of this subsidy bullshit is how we got into this problem. Because when you turn something into a subsidy, that's how you vilify and defund it. And the only reason we still have Social Security, and, and you better believe it, is because FDR made it a program that belonged to everyone. So no damn politician can scrap it. That's what he said. And... You, you see, now instead of trying to scrap it, even though they are trying to scrap it, they all position themselves as the champions of Social Security. They want to, they want to privatize it. But we have, this, this country, we had a short period of 
time where we were we were the envy of of the industrialized world and they and people say okay or even the republicans i hear democrats they talk about oh that's because after world war ii Europe was decimated. That's not, that is only part of the story, of course. The fact is we had a manufacturing base here in the United States and our manufacturing, oh, we only exported. Our exports were like 5%. So we were, it was not, the 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 fact that Europe was decimated it wasn't because we were and uh, and we were doing so well it wasn't because we were exporting to Europe anyway we were manufacturing here things here in the United States and made in America was a was it was uh, you know when you got something that was made in China that was that was uh, shorthand for being a piece of crap so. What is made in America now? They did that to us. The Republicans did that, and the Democrats did that with the with their NAFTA and CAFTA, and this into this this income disparity and upward immobility steps a twiddler. So I don't want to hear this bullshit. Uh, the, the here is how you fix this fucking country. This is why it's it is so clear. And they they complained about Bernie Sanders. You hear it all the time. We'll hear it. We'll hear it tomorrow on the corporate media. Of course, we'll hear it now on the corporate media if we turned it on. They talk about oh Bernie, he's the same thing. He sounds like a broken record. He says the same thing all the time. He talks about oh uh, 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 Medicare for all. He talks about uh, billionaires and blah blah blah. He said because what it's not. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. The what is right is right. The truth is the truth is the truth. What do you got to come up with some kind of grand plan? You only got to come up with some bullshit like the ACA if you want to do something a little bit incremental, but still keep the rapacious, disgusting, greed-centered ghouls in the catbird seat of power. You can't offend your donors, but if you really wanted to fix the problem, you would fix it. So that's what it takes. So uh, they, the corporate media and their mouthpieces and their pets like Pete Buttigieg, they're part of the problem here. I'm sorry. Pete Buttigieg arguing with with Republican talking points, talking about how he's uh, uh, he doesn't want to pay for rich kids to go to college. Does it, that doesn't sound like FDR to me. That sounds like Mitt Romney. You know, you can get as much a col- you can get what he what Romney said was you should get as much college as you can afford. So there, th- th- this is the problem, and into these this incremental change, whatever the fuck they're not even talking about change. They're talking about keeping it the same, and that's the problem. The people who remember the New Deal, they're dead. They're, they're, they're at least, I mean, they're living in uh, old age homes. They, the products of the great, the, what was it? The great prosperity. They, people who were, it doesn't matter whether you were the janitor or whatever, a garbage man like my father, you could live a decent middle-class life. But that was because of policies and we had funding and top marginal tax rates that, prevented the growth of an intergenerational aristocracy that Pete Buttigieg wants to bring into his big tent. (sighs) So, 
there is really the the one one thing one cure for this the problem in this country which is the non-functioning democracy ultimately it is money in politics that is the root of all evil and in in the meantime we need people politicians representatives who understand not only understand the problem but are willing to fight i don't want i'm so tired of having candidates representatives whatever constantly telling us how much we can't do they if only these same voices were so adamant when we were hitting bottom when we were going down when we were becoming the least upwardly mobile they have no problem they have no problem with this this economy and I'm glad that the that the Democratic candidates brought they responded when they were asked about how great the economy is. How great is the economy when we have Americans rationing their insulin medication? That is a disgrace. How great is it when you have millions of Americans who cannot retire? But that's okay for the 1%. They like it that way. And they also like it when Amy Klobuchar says things like, well, when unions negotiate their health care plan, they don't want to give up their good plans for Medicare. So you, you're going to take health care from millions of Americans by, by and guaranteeing them health care as a right. And it doesn't make sense. And it's all uh, it's cognitive dissonance on the part of these DLCers because they all talk about unity and and uh, how uh, Trump is dividing us and Republicans dividing us. But they're, they're fine with, the, they don't like being divided, or at least they say this publicly, they don't like being divided on racial, uh, along racial lines, but they don't mind participating in dividing us along subsidy lines. And what do you think that does? You have a subsidy, and Bernie was right. It's a, a paperwork, people. Why, why should you constantly have to fall into a certain window to get the to have a modicum of of uh, stress relief, knowing that you can go to a doctor when you're sick? And so, someone who is maybe a little bit above that, they're still struggling. But then they have to, oh, they don't fit that window. So then there you, there, that person gets resentful uh, about someone who is a few rungs lower on the ladder. And this, this is what creates the death by despair and the division. So you want to stop dividing the American people? Stop dividing us. Leaving no one behind is the only American patriotic value and it's it's simple and it can and, and when you frame these things as patriotic imperatives you can appeal to conservatives too if that's the way they because you know what it is conservatives ultimately they want their pre-existing condition protection they want it all they're listening to the filthy fascists on the right they they like their medicare they like their socialist security but they don't like sharing with people that they think are, you know, abusing it, otherwise known as black people. 
because they they're racist. Oh, I I mean a lot of it is uh, it comes down to racism, and that is the truth. And they've also done studies on that. So they they can divide us, and they are dividing us on in in so many ways. And uh, some some hometown uh, story about some whatever the hell coal miner you met in a diner doesn't excuse the the ultimate solution here. It's uh, and it's it's all uh, like we're all supposed to feel good about. Oh yeah, well she's just like us. She met us in a diner and said, uh, she said, I uh, my father had money in a can in the basement. Like who? What does that have to do? with the fact that millions of Americans have zero health care, that millions more can't retire. And you're okay with that because I'm, the other thing I'm sick of as, as far as dividing is them excusing, saying that union workers worked, uh, they negotiated these great health plans instead of taking pay. So we're all supposed to die because... You know they're supposed to continue to cut their their insulin and ration their insulin because a one segment of the American people got theirs, so they got theirs. So fuck off. That's how is that a functioning society? You know I got mine, Jack. Uh, so why? Uh, so oh you got to do oh, well. Sucks to be you, USA, USA. That this is how they keep us divided and into that division and anxiety and stress and death by despair steps a twitler. It is the stuff, as FDR said, it is the stuff of, of dictators. I, when he spoke about economic insecurity, let me look this up. FDR, economic insecurity... Let me see if this will come up. It was a speech. Now that I was, when I was talking about it, I was like, oh, this is like, so I remembered something that FDR had said in a speech. Hold on. Hopefully it'll come up. Let's see. Stuff of dick. No, it didn't come up. Hold on a second. Talk amongst yourself. Saying that when you, I'm glad if you can watch, if you if you listen to the podcast, it's better because if you watch the podcast, I'm gonna be covered in cat hair. Hmm. Yes. Where is it? The Economic Bill of Rights. Yeah. Dictators. Uh, here it is. Yeah. Okay. It's from his second Bill of Rights. It is our duty now to begin to lay plans and determine the strategy of winning a lasting peace and the establishment of an American standard of living higher than before, ever before known. We cannot be con- content, no matter how high that general standard of living may be. If some faction of our people, whether it be one-third or one-fifth or one-tenth, is ill-fed, ill-clothed, ill-housed, and insecure, doesn't that make you weep? Think about that. Would you hear Amy Klobuchar saying this? How is it okay to leave millions of Americans without health care because some union members have a good plan? But that's okay. Leave them behind. What happened to the American value of leaving no one behind? Like FDR said, 
where is it? We cannot be content, no matter how high that general standard of living may be, if some faction of our people, whether it be one-third or one-fifth or one-tenth, is ill-fed, ill-clothed, ill-housed, and insecure. But they're, they're going to tell us, and they keep telling us, they don't want to, they want to do something realistic. It's not realistic to not be to be con- to not be content with with leaving millions behind you you should be content with you got yours that's why this country is fucked up this is why we're we're all suffering from some form of PTSD and i truly believe that this country is suffering and sick we're all people are stressed to to the max they're they're turning against each other we're so divided you, this is part of the reason, because we should ha- we're being told consistently that we should, shouldn't care about anybody else. If we have what we need, why should we be concerned about anybody else? The only way we should be concerned is if, oh, I have a brother that has this. I have a sister. Oh, my son is gay. My brother has diabetes. My, that shouldn't have to do with anything. My, your, your fellow American is sick. Your fellow American is gay. Your fellow American has diabetes, has no health care, is ill-fed, ill-clothed, ill-housed, and insecure. And whether they be born in America or they, they came here, they wanted to be here. They're seeking protection here. They're seeking asylum. Or they have a dream to be here. As FDR said, the republic had its beginning and grew to its present strength under the protection of certain inalienable political rights, among them the right to free speech, free press, free worship, trial by jury, freedom from unreasonable searches and seizures. They were our rights to life and liberty. I mean, I can dissect all of those, of course. As our nation has grown in size and stature, however, our industrial economy has expanded. These political rights proved inadequate to assure us equality in the pursuit of happiness. We have come to a clear realization of the fact that true individual freedom cannot exist without economic security and independence. Necessitous men are not free men. People who are hungry and out of a job are the stuff of which dictatorships are made. In our day, these economic truths have become accepted as self-evident. We have accepted, so to speak, a second bill of rights under which a new basis of security and prosperity can be established for all, regardless of station, race, or creed. Among these are the right to a useful and remunerative job in the industries or shops or farms or mines of the nation, the right to earn enough to provide adequate food and clothing and recreation, the right of every farmer to raise and sell his products at a return which will give him and his family a decent living, the right of every businessman, large and small, to trade in an atmosphere of freedom from unfair competition and domination of monopolies at home or abroad, the right of every family to a decent home, the right to adequate medical care, and the opportunity to achieve and enjoy a good, good health, the right to adequate protection from the economic fears of old age, sickness, accident, and unemployment, and the right to a good education. Of these rights, 
uh, all of these rights spell security. And after this war is won, we must be pre prepared to move forward in the implementation of these rights to new goals of human happiness and well-being. <sighs> My heart is weeping. America's own right, rightful place in the world depends in large part on how fully these and similar rights have been carried into practice for our citizens. Could you imagine if FDR had lived we would have had these, we would have definitely had the second Bill of Rights, a right to a home, right to uh, housing. I mean, I said, that, I said that already, home and housing, same thing. Right to a job, the right to medical care. We wouldn't be having these arguments with these idiots, with these fascist morons, with Amy Klobuchar talking about her. Uh, she's only looking out for the, those who already got what, the, what theirs, what's theirs. Oh, so sickening. We, this is, there's nothing more American than the second Bill of Rights. And we need to revitalize this and bring this to, it, it, to fruition. This will happen. It, I have no doubt because the generation coming up behind us, they are the most progressive generation we've seen yet. And they, they understand this. And they, these are people that were born in a very small world. They look around, they know they don't, they don't listen to assholes on, fas on fascist Fox News telling them, oh, socialism, bad, bad. They, all they got to do is uh, get on WhatsApp and talk to their friend in Norway to know that, ah, you know what, I, I get a stipend to go to school. We, it's clean here. We have, uh, if, if we can't even be unemployed, we can't be homeless, that's for sure. We got to work really hard. To be homeless, if that's the case, we get stipends to have children, we get six months off paid maternity leave, we get stipends to go to school, tuition free, we don't get out of college uh, with hundreds of thousands of debt, indentured servants to banks. This country is broken because it's not working for us. It's working fine for the 1% in Pete Buttigieg's wine cave it's working really good for them and that's part of the problem that's why when they say the economy is so great i want to i want to vomit it's not that great for anybody else but them and it's about time that we we wake up out of the stockholm syndrome and reframe these the 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 progressive policies is not so far left like Amy Klobuchar oh I too far left or too far right what's too fucking far left when you're 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 I hope I'm still on the air. I don't know. All of a sudden, everything went black, but it looks to be back. Am I back? Can you see me? All right. Are you still there? Is there anybody out there? Am I still on the air? I guess I can check the restream. Yes. Okay, I'm on the air. The computer just, like, went boom. It went black for one second, and it came back. So I guess I'm not... Um, it didn't go off the air. But anyway, it's time to go, get off the air anyway. It's 11 o'clock. I need to get unconscious. 
I'm in, being unconscious is is my favorite thing. Sometimes I like to go to un, be unconscious. I could fly. Sometimes, well, sometimes it's not great. You and you're naked and you're falling and your teeth are flying out of your mouth. You know what I mean? But it's usually fun. I get to hang out with uh, my favorite celebrities. I'm flying. I'm swimming. Sometimes I'm. I realize I'm naked, but it's okay. I'm I'm just dreaming, so I get over it quickly. But yeah, I like being unconscious. I don't do it often as as often as I like. Yeah, that's so weird. How did I was I off the air for a long time? Did it go off? Like how long? All of a sudden it went it went black. My computer went black. And I was like, what the fuck, motherfucker? Yeah. All right. It is what it is. I don't know what happened, but it is what it is. We'll move on. Moving on. Okay, guys, I'm going to I'm gonna end the show. Yeah, just like three seconds, right? Okay. Because that's what I saw. All of a sudden, it just went like black. And then everything just rebooted itself normally. But thank you for spending this time with me allowing me to interrupt i'm sorry if that was annoying who knows this is the first time we've done it thank you for accepting me for who i am covered in cat hair not looking that great i ran from the bus i wanted to get home an hour earlier than i did i basically got home fed the cats and sat down in front of the computer. So it's, I said, that's what I was saying. I don't even care anymore. What, I, I do care to a little degree, but not the way I used to care of what I, what I look like. It is what it is. We all have, we all, we're just people. So I think, why do I care? In the, in the, I'm not a model, clearly. I'm not a, I will never walk a runway. Those days are over. <laughs> but I have to be happy with myself as we all have to be happy with each other and we're just human beings trying to get through this goddamn United States of serfs and lords trying to reform it my god I'm tired of the of the Pete Buttigieg's of the world the the wolves in sheep's clothing that's what he is i mean i can i can excuse joe biden cuz he's been around he's the creature that's been he's been around forever i could almost excuse him but pete Buttigieg is young he should know better and also he's young he should shut the fuck up not that young people should shut the fuck up i think that they he he's clearly He's just annoying, I guess. If he was young and he was he was like Bernie, I'd be like, keep talking, brother. But there's so many things about him that are phony. And one of it is when he was talking about his, uh, he beat, he, he could go up against uh, being a gay guy in, in Mike Pence's Indiana. He, not only did he lose that election he was referring to, as Amy Klobuchar said, by 20 points, he was also in the closet when he ran that election. He only recently came out of the closet. He was in his 30s when he came out. He was 33 years old. 
So everybody has their process. I understand that. But he was safely in the closet when all of the work was being done. And then he came out when it became advantageous, I guess, to him. He felt it was politically advantageous to be a right-wing Democrat, so-called, who, with the, with the appearance, the veneer of progress, merely because he's gay. That's why he's a Trojan horse. He can, he'll, he'll be, oh, this is progress. He's the corporate-sponsored, he's the safe progress that the billionaires like and the corporate media likes. That's why he's their pet. Because he's gay, they, they can accept that. It's the trappings of change, but with absolutely no substance. He's a problem, and he, needs, he just needs to go away. He should really be a Republican. He, w- he would be more comfortable in the Republican Party. Well, but I guess because they're homophobes, who knows? But whatever. He's him arguing with Republican talking points in the, in the Democratic Party. Get, get the fuck off with that shit. I don't want to pay for millionaires to go to school. Well, tell that to FDR. If FDR was alive, he'd slap Pete Buttigieg with his crutch. With that bullshit. So, all right, we'll do more of this on Saturday, I suppose. I, I am sure. Because he's not going away anytime soon because he's well-funded by billionaires. And that's a problem. They're not, they're not, when they're in the wine cave, they're not discussing the, the people who are, who are rationing their insulin. They don't give a shit. They want to make sure the party continues with as few bumps as possible. So they, they'll throw you a bone. They'll, they'll do something. They'll throw a subsidy on something. That's what they think. That's all they can, they say is progress. And into that, the rest, uh, the, the continuing upward immobility, the worsening income disparity will be the next fascist who gets in office on the Republican side is going to be a capable fascist who's going to put the nail in the coffin of the grand experiment for good. And it will be because of people like Pete Buttigieg. They made him possible. More, well, you know, the DLCers made him possible. You don't d- betray your working class and your union. Why, we used to have 35% union, unionization in this country. Now it's, what, 5%? So that's part of the problem. That's because the Democrats, the DLCers, the Clintons, who deregulated the media, who sent jobs, over, who signed NAFTA. Oh, God. God. Anyway, all right. You guys... You are the reason I keep going. So thank you for being there, meeting me halfway, and hanging out with me tonight, on Saturdays, and any other time I try. I, I during the week, have a show that isn't scheduled. So I appreciate that, and maybe one day we'll get we'll have a daily show, as you can see. I could probably go on for we could have a marathon maybe one day we'll do a marathon i don't know one day when i when i have some sleep we'll do we'll do a marathon show i was thinking of that one day i was saying we should do a marathon (laughs) now i sound like trump i was thinking we should do a marathon i mean and just a stream of consciousness here 
As long as I don't say something is a disgrace. Oh, excuse me. Now I know I, I need to go to bed. I'm tired. Thank you all for everything. All, all I just want to say thanks. And thank you for being a patron. Thank you for your super chats. Everything keeps the site going. They keep me going. They keep RDT Daily going. And eventually they will, we will fund a daily show. We, we need about 4,000 patrons though, okay? I'm just keeping it real. We, uh, we have a long way to go, but we will get there. I believe that. So if you can't be a patron, please share the show. If anybody knows how I can get the fuck back on Twitter with my real Tara Devlin account, that would be helpful. I'm still not on. The, I got blocked. I got bot attacked. And I can't get back on. I don't know what is going on. So, see, already, now I'm uh, looking online. They're already on Twitter. I, I'm using the RDT Daily account. They're the clips of of um, Pete Buttigieg and and uh, what's his and and Elizabeth Warren going at it. Mayor Pete getting stone cold stunned stunted all night long or whatever. Mayor Pete. Oh well, this is the guy from Secular Talk. I like this guy. He's the guy that I saw. He has like 4,000 patrons. I was like, if he's got 4,000 patrons, so can I. One day, one day. I'm glad that they pulled the covers off of him. But you know tomorrow what will happen on Morning Joe. I'll be equally as, as disgusted. I'll wake up tomorrow. I'll get disgusted immediately. Because the Morning Joe millionaires will be performing the rehabilitation of Pete Buttigieg. They'll be... Uh, they'll be stroking him and and propping him up. He is their pet, he, and there's many things annoying about that. Because I mean, he's the, like I said, he's the corporate sponsored change we can believe in, the the illusion of change, and because he's also it's this white male privilege on top of it. Do you, do you think if there was a 37 year old gay black man, I mean, or woman, uh, there would that he would be such a pet? No, especially if he was talking, uh, using, uh, all right, let's just say there, there was a 37-year-old woman who was as robotic as Pete Buttigieg with his fake-ass emotion, and that person was talking about the real pr progressive policies we need, it, you, even with all the resume, let's say they were a, the, uh, a small-town mayor and a veteran and uh, any uh, all of the trappings of Pete Buttigieg and the robotic fake emotions and they were proposing medicare for all and a billionaire and uh, and the wealth tax and the reinstatement of the estate tax and all that what do you think the corporate media would they would be would he would that person be such a pet no 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 no, no. They 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 really do a lot of they give him a lot of help. This is why I'm so sick of these DLC Democrats. That the DLC gave us the corporate media. Remember that. We need to have this institutional memory. Nothing happens by accident. It's because as FDR said, it's because we planned it that way. What well, of course. Just like when they when they undid again, they rolled the the they I don't know what was it the Volcker rule where banks can't uh, 
gamble with your money or whatever, and they they rolled that back again, and that it guarantees the next crash. It, It may not happen today or tomorrow, but it will happen. So, all right. I keep threatening to leave, but how can you how can you miss me if I never go away? So. Thank you. Yes, Willie Guy sucks. Thank you all for hanging out. And I will see you soon. My name is Tara Devlin. You know that already. Um, But maybe somebody doesn't know that. I'm trying to find... Where is it? The screen. Where is the screen? Of... Oh, shit. This is what happens. Because I'm tired. Okay, overlays. I'm just trying to find the Tower Buster screen so I can end the show. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out and for supporting the show. We will meet again in a couple of days on Saturday, and we will continue to grow the show. And like I always say, we stick together. We win because that is the American way. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out and enduring me and my cat-haired shirt. I will see you on Saturday.